<laughs> in the beginning. How do you say? How do you do it? In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. Um, so I am Chloe Zhao. I am the uh, co-writer and director of Eternals. I'm Steph Seretti. I'm the visual effects supervisor for Eternals. I'm uh, Morton Larson. I'm the additional visual effects supervisor for Eternals. Who can read this in an awesome Swedish accent. <laughs> yes. Two one come in the beginning. Uh, until an unnatural species of predator emerged <laughs> from deep space <laughs> to feed on intelligent life. They were yeah. known as deviants. Nice. <laughs> well, we always wanted to, uh, I mean, personally, I was, I love the idea of opening the film um, just with this information. It's very Star Wars, like that. Settling the audience in. And my, one of my favorite shots in the movie. Is it? I think so. This, when we were, um, trying to figure out how to open the film. Uh, the song has a lot of meaning, you know, for the story. I was actually reading the 3001 Final Odyssey, and there's a lot of imageries descri describe a monolith in space. So, that was... Uh... Arsham. Steph. <laughs> yeah, we meet Arsham. And, uh... We, we had a pretty nice culture did by um, uh, our department. We, we added a little bit to it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's the Domo. Yeah, the Domo design we wanted to, we really, you know, Eve Stewart, our uh, production designer, we wanted to feel like this is a place of worship because Arisham is their god. You know, so the design and the dome, we look at churches, we look at worship space from all over the world and design it that way. And, and these cuneiform uh, uh, symbols were taken from Kirby, a lot of Kirby design and uh, try to incorporate that in there. Yeah, and that's something that inspired us for everything in the film, really, mm -hmm. uh, especially for their powers. Yeah. And the way they get the energy on, and their suits. And it's important from the very beginning we see that their energy all come from this source. There's a there's a thing that unify them. It's this golden energy. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the real world. Yeah. Hey, who is in that helicopter? <laughs> I think this is Josh, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Josh. Yeah, Josh was in there. <laughs> Josh is our uh, uh, Josh Richards, our camera operator. We shot that in a very early morning in. In, uh, um, in the Canary Islands. Canary Islands, yeah. We lost our location, actually. We had a different location mm -hmm. that was not by the Correct. ocean. And this is what happens when, when you, uh, something bad happens on your, on your film set. It always turned out to be a blessing in disguise. And we ended up in this location, which is so much better. Um, the deviants, it's like the monsters from the depths of the ocean. And then you have the angels, the angels and demons analogy here. Um, so that was incredible. Well, Steph, look, that looks great, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ILM was in charge of the Deviants for this sequence, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, in London, and they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, also great. with Macari. Steph, talk a little bit about the shooting on location for this and then how you guys... Well, I mean, we you really insisted on trying to shoot as much as possible location, which I think was actually really good. Like, that would give the scale to the film, and, and we can see that here. I mean, being on that cliff, 
uh, in the middle of the ocean. Uh, that's something you, you know, you can't invent on a in a studio, obviously. So that was really, it was made it harder to some degree, you know, being with natural light all the time and mm -hmm. uh, having to deal with the elements. And, uh, but it made a, a lot of the, the stuff that we were doing actually more interesting. Um, that was a, that was a, a big sequence with our yeah. our Eternals fighting the first time and trying to introduce their powers here, mm -hmm. uh, giving them all a bit of time and that's all our fighters that we see. Yeah, and and the you know to to sort of create these deviants to sit into the world, you know, like some of the things you guys did doing visual effects reviews a lot for me to learn actually. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because you really try to push the colors on them and it, it makes it harder actually for us to, you know, to make it sit in mm. the world uh, that we had, but it, you know, we had to find tricks and it was really challenging to try and get them to really be, feel like they were there. Uh, but I think in the end it, it worked really well. So we, we used a lot of tricks, you know, when they walk on the ground, having their interaction with the floor and everything. Um, and we introduced our domo here seen from outside that we've seen in space and uh, all our new uh, the other group of Eternals that come down the thinker the thinkers yeah the way they use the, the way you use dust for example you know just how to how to have these yeah. deviants uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm like too much dust too uh, little dust too much dust <laughs> the yeah. discussion of dust <laughs> and when yeah it was important though mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. it was important because we had to find that right balance between you know, having making sure that everything we're putting into place was interacting with the environment, but not overtaking everything at mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah. I remember when we showed that there was so much wind, remember? <laughs> we had to put trucks on the side to stop the wind from blowing up our Eternals. This location was so windy. <laughs> it yeah. was. There's not a single wind machine, it's all, all in camera. No. <laughs> yes. Um, we were sandblasted on a daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, totally, and and uh, it, it's uh, you know that that lineup was actually inspired by a uh, one of the Kirby uh, covers, one of the issues that had Eternals on a triangle lineup. Yeah, uh, symbols like circles, triangles. Uh, we talk a lot of from sacred symbols from around the world. You know, and, and that knife, that's uh, actually Sumerian, one of the oldest yes. artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the importance of lighting for you and, you know, shooting the right thing at the right time of the day. And mm -hmm. that shot was really, even though it doesn't quite cut with the rest, it just is the moment is so important. It becomes yeah. something special. Yeah. And you really were pushing every time, every day to make sure you would get your your moment at the right time of the day and the right light. Well, I'll say it. I don't believe in weather continuity. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You told us that so many times. I don't. <laughs> and Especially, there's a quote, Morton. If Pim Floyd is playing continuity, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, London. That billboard. We shot that pretty guerrilla style, right? On the yeah, day. Like I, just I feel like, did we steal that? Like, <laughs> we just showed up and there was we five people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kind of did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Natural History Natural Museum. Museum. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a nice deleted scene from this this location. I know, mate, Charlie. Mm -hmm. 
That was a cool place to be when it wasn't crowded. Kind of special. Yeah. Because it's always so crowded. Every morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amid the measureless grossness and the Oh my god. This was this was a lot of fun for me because I've never been on a gimbal. Is that a <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Or a sh shaker. Yeah, the whole like damn classroom was built on top of that. And then the kids loved it. They're like, <laughs> when the earthquake happened later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he was strong. Like, we remember we were in there on the corner and it was like... <laughs> oh, our operator, Josh, he couldn't keep, he couldn't, he's like, I have never uh, not been able to control my body like this before. Mm -hmm. um, but that was... That's interesting. Uh, this, you know, what I think we we try to um, set this message here in this scene. You know, is uh, if we had more time, I'd love to be able to explore that even more. The idea of apex predators, you know, that that, that our deviants are very much uh, inspired by the idea of all the apex predators that we have eliminated throughout uh, time, so that humanity can flourish. Right, and and then the the moral debate of if if that's we have the right to do that, you know. So so mm -hmm. having Cersei talk about apex predator here is actually a reference later to to the deviants and um, there's a deviant on that table. There's a there's a there you go. Uh, and there's our. Uh, I, it helps so much. All, all the reactions Real, are genuine. Yeah. Everyone moves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know we talked a lot about should we do it on. Uh, we were like the kids are gonna need to have that physicality too. Exactly. You know, so I was like, please do me a favor, like do maybe yeah. try to get the kids to act like yes. there's an earthquake, <laughs> shake yeah. the building. That was fun. And that's the first time we see Cersei using our powers here. Uh, in the present day. Saving yeah. a kid. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my god, I love directing doggy. This dog. <laughs> Morton, were you there, her staff? Yeah. I forgot. No, I was there. Yeah. We had to we had we had to change the the dog was so happy wagging his tail, so we had to take that out in post. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> yes. We had to take you stop the motion of his tail. He was so happy was being there and eating dog. a pizza. He was like deviant, <laughs> happy. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, but we introduced crow, crow there in the, yeah, it's in the really water. Cool. Just, uh, I think it was like, um, it was the, was that the B, the big B, I, B, what's it called? The reference I gave you? You gave us something from Apocalypse Now. Remember that shot? Yeah, but also the, uh, uh, is it the big giant robot thing? The B-I-G? G, no, not B-I-G. B-G. BFG. 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 You know how it comes out the cartoon yeah. where he comes out of the water? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we missed Sprite changing into. We did. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time we see her doing her, you know, illusions, really. You had a, uh, the, the actress that played her walk into the spot, and then we, we filmed yes. Sprite, filmed both, yeah. and then you. Yeah. Yeah. Clean plate. Kind of <laughs> Clean plate. Clean plate. Clean plate. Off we go. Be Clean plate all the time. Because the film is. Maybe we need to explain. Oh, well, yeah, you should tell know. them what Clean plate is because we're going to joke well, about it's it. Well, it's really not that, that exciting. <laughs> it's just every time we shoot a shot, we shoot a clean plate so that we can do, you know, if we need to clean something out or reshoot something or whatever, we, we have the element. We do that for all the, the entire film. Yeah, so after the last take, they come in and shoot a take without anything in it. 
So it actually yeah. looks like a lovely POV shot, so you could be used potentially. Yes. I might have used that yes. at some point. You might have used a few. Yeah. I imagine how a clean play drives me nuts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and I yeah. always regret That's, it later. We gotta move. <laughs> yeah, we gotta move, we gotta move, we gotta move. <laughs> and then later in visual effects review, I'm like, do we have a clean plate of that? Stop it. Nope. Yes. You said nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We always figure it out. So oh, we're in Camden. Camden now. Camden's great. There's so much texture. Yes. I, I give give a shout out to uh, to Josh because uh, because he was like, his, this used to be his old stomping ground. Uh, and he was like, they always go mm -hmm. to those fancy places. You guys should try Camden. It's, it's more yeah. rustic. Yeah. The textures are so interesting, and the lighting too. This it was a cool. big lighting setup for for Ben Davis, our DP on there. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, it's so huge, and they had to run all around. And we shot at night in winter, which was it wasn't too cold actually. We were lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, usually like Ben is able to just he so quick, you know, show up. Everything is pretty much done, and yeah. Ben knew that uh, I, I wanted to shoot. The camera is always moving, you know, it's always looking yes. for things. So he knew that he can't put big stands and cranes. And so from the, yeah. from the very beginning, Ben had had that conversation with his crew, uh, kept them sort of off, off the set as well, because usually it's a huge crew, mm -hmm. and then always kept the lighting on uh, above so that we could move. Yeah, that was interesting for us too. natural using the environment. Trying to use, yeah. put hide witness cameras with these wide lenses and the camera looking around <laughs> yes. was always a challenge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the yeah. entire the, team yeah. uh, sort of compromised for this way of shooting. Yeah. Which, yeah. I'm eternally grateful. Well, this was this an is cool. Setup. Here we go. That was difficult. Uh, <laughs> that was multiple passes. We shot motion control for some of the, yeah. the multiples we have here. We have digital doubles in the back. It's a combination of different things. And it, Josh shot it was pretty the original photography with the Ronin, and then we tracked it. And then yes. did motion control passes on a stage later. Yeah. Very, then, very cool. And then in, uh, CG Manhattan Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember being yeah. there, just kind of like making it up as we go in the in the, the moves. I say, <laughs> now Crow is here. Now there's many of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our actors yes. did a great job just going with it. And, yeah. And Steph yeah. standing next to me. I always just look at him and like, you think that that's okay? Like, mm, yeah, that, that won't work. That won't yeah. work. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing when it, there. It's not going to work. Uh, you hear me when it's not going to work. Yeah, oh, Steph will tell me. But there's nothing there, right? So it was just... No. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Well, we had a guy. We had a, we had a stunt double, you remember, that was oh, yeah. a little bit on his, uh, on his old four. Yeah, he was using canes to work. No, in Camden. It was... In Camden, we were pretty uh, We much had him in Camden for bit. a shot or two. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Because we you know. shot this at the end. I have to say, I'm very proud of this sequence because we've learned a lot. That we shot... This is one of our last thing we shot. So we, we knew by then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had done a lot. We had done other sequences that were even more crazy, so... Yes. We're this doing is pretty cool. good there. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was a huge simulation of all these pedals and, you know, the rain of pedals. We had a few real pedals on the floor in the end, but we had to add so much more. This one is great. <laughs> Scanline yeah. did a good job of him climbing out. There's not a single yeah. pedal. That's wow. really there, was, there was a few pedals on the floor, but barely anything, yeah. Yeah. And that guy is a real bus driver yeah. from London. He was. Yeah. 
confused what was happening. It was awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was so Which good. was perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> And um, yeah. I, you know, Pocahontas uh, very early on was a reference for me for Cersei and uh, and uh, love of nature, love of humanity. So when she turns things, I love the idea. She's mm -hmm. now turning things into you know like ping pong balls. She's it's always something beautiful, um, something yeah. natural. And we have Crow here, our um, uh, our you know. Bad guy. I don't know if we can say yeah, that. He's can. not really a bad villain. guy. He's, he's just, complicated. He's a villain. deviant. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that's the first time we see him fighting all these guys, and we see Icarus saving the day. Yep. Meeting Dane. Coming Dane. in. Meeting Dane. Well, and Dane. Hello, Dane. We love comedy Dane. Oh, he's. Okay. <laughs> he has he's seen so many comedic moments. He's like, comedy Dane's here. Let's do this. <laughs> um, also, Icarus's beams look so good, guys. That you guys is so awesome. Oh, with thank that. you. Yeah. Also, even like you know, in terms of sound design here, I really gave a shout out to Alison mm -hmm. Teague. Um, we wanted to make sure we separate Icarus with Superman as much as possible and uh, Superman's heat vision, and this is more of an energy blast. So, so the in in creating the sound for his his uh, eye beams, Addison focused more on the power. A sound of power mm -hmm. and impact and pressure so like uh it has a very unique sound i thought yeah there's a metallic quality to it which kind mm -hmm. of because it's made of gold too which yeah. I, I like it, that it kind of ties with the visuals feels well, uh, elemental like we wanted all their powers mm -hmm. you know even from the opening scene when you see the little sphere coming out of ajax uh chest uh, going to ajax mm -hmm. chest and there's mm -hmm. a, like a humming sound, and, and Surprise Illusions yeah. has certain, like there's a water element to it. We always use uh, sound from different type of sacred worship, like a Tibetan singing bowl, or, uh, you know, some kind of, even Jurek is mind controlling, is more like a, a, a whisper, a chant. You know, mm -hmm. so, so Addison took yeah. all these different type of worship, sound of worship, to create the Eternal's power sound. Pretty awesome. That's really cool. Especially the thinkers. In the fifth century yes. BC. How long were you Laundry mask. Gotta have a laundry mask scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one car way. Shout out to one car way. Yes, yes. It is very well going. Yeah. We, in visual effects, yeah. we thought we saw green screens in all these shots and wanted to take them out. Yes. <laughs> Everybody was like, where, where, why do we keep green screens in the shots? No, it's just a laundry mat. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Ben, I love how this thing is lit. Um, no, mm. I, we, ben and I uh, look at, for London, we looked at a lot of one car way stuff like uh, Happy Together and Chunking Express. Just wanted to have colors. Uh, shadows colors yeah it's beautiful fish tank <laughs> very much fish tank yes and the green Shad birds <laughs> fish tank yeah you gotta have a purple fish tank <laughs> shout out to chunking express there's the babylon wall there's the babylon it was coming yeah. after us instead of humans What's going on? Well, we, you know, we also need to, to talk about music for a second because this, this, the score in this film is epic. Ramin and I earlier on talked about because you have so many elements, 7,000 years, 10 characters, space, and all that stuff, we wanted to create themes that can connect. And he does such a great job, say, in Game of Thrones, you know, when there's a theme that you remember and it can be placed throughout different time and different situations, but it always evoke a feeling, uh, a, a familiarity, and that these themes helps to, uh, instead of giving each character their own themes, 
we have themes of memory, you know, themes of love, themes of mission, and having those play out through the film. And the hero theme, the, the, the eternal theme you hear at the beginning of the film, during the Mesopotamia fight sequence, we even thought about, so the Avengers theme is the ultimate present day, you know, superhero theme. If we backtrack that 7,000 years, you know, is there a version that could evoke that feeling, but also feels ancient? That was fun to play with. This is a big yeah. shot for yeah. you guys to do. Yes, this is all uh, shot in LA, actually. <laughs> the opening, that in the, part. In the quarry, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. okay. close to Simi Valley. Yeah. yeah. Until we get up to the yeah. gate. Yeah, up and, until... Yeah, and and uh, this is still there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, still there, and then if we this go to... This is downtown L.A. Still, this is downtown L.A. This is downtown, <laughs> this is downtown L.A. And, and, this, and this is the Canary Islands. Yay! <laughs> I think it blends really seamlessly. You guys did such a... It's okay, job. yeah. I love this fight scene. It's so great. Shout out to Dan Delu, our second unit director. Um, you guys had a good yes. time on this one. Yeah, he did, yeah. He did a yeah. great job. This was fun to work on. We, had a, we built a gate. We built some wall and a gate in the Canaries. I'm surprised how Eve got that thing stand there with the wind. That's right. <laughs> I know. It was, it was, big, it was big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we also built the, the, the huts in the village, yeah. Yeah, the village was there. It was all our Babylon in that valley that mm. we had. That, um, and then Ilem was in charge of that battle. That there beautiful. was the Deviant. Yeah. It was an and interesting one And also creating all of Babylon. Look at that. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's been such a geek out moment to recreate Babylon. Um, the Deviant, you know, all the color, the detailed color that's on the Deviant, the iridescent thing earlier on, Steph, um, we looked at yeah. beetles. Like the... That was very important for you, too. Mm -hmm. We looked at, at insects, you know, with mm -hmm. their iridescent nature, and uh, we wanted to, they're kind of metallic and, and iridescent, and it was really, really interesting and, and challenging at times to get them to land in the in our world, but it, it, it paid off, I think. We didn't want them just to be like dark, you know, monsters. We wanted them yes. to feel beautiful yeah. as well because they're a creature yeah, of God absolutely. as well. Speaking of God, um, here, here we it are. Is. <laughs> here he is. I mean, you guys just did the most incredible job on uh, anything that's in this vision world, you know, with, with Arsham, with, we call it the World Forge. When we say the World Forge, we yeah. mean when they go in to communicate with uh, the Celestials. Um, yeah. Just the, the scale and the details in on Arisham, the elemental feeling. We, we look at so like minerals, right? Like different type of rocks. Yeah. And we looked at rocks, we looked at metal, we looked at mines in Russia that mm -hmm. for the eyes that have yes. this kind of like very... If you look at that, if you look, look at mines in Russia, you're going to find that. Um, and really establishing the scale. You mean the aerial shot of like a a, a mine that 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 goes yeah, all the way to the ground? Yeah, I showed you that a long time. I said mm -hmm. this is giving us so much scale. So we we try to replicate that ah, in the design so cool. of the eyes. Um, so and Scanline did the design for all these guys. Yeah, uh, it was really really good. They did a really good job. I have to say, Scanline like they did the texture and feel of Arishim's yes. face. Yes, yeah. great. And we also talked so about having uh, it's it's almost like a gigantic uh, whale under the ocean that exists for mm -hmm. so long that there's all these things attached to its surface. Yeah. These textures. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that these. Um, meteorites and asteroids are kind of floating yes. with him as he, yes. he goes. That gives us a, a, a huge sense of scale and 
is almost creating his own gravity like a planet so yes. it was really trying to get that scale in there and i just want to mention that we all almost 99 percent of the time when we do visual effects review for like two years we we always look at it on the big screen and and to to do have the effort to go in there to to create all these details is because we were yeah. making it for the big screen yeah even though we were in a pandemic trying to do it <laughs> and all working from home, but we would get you in the big screen so exactly. that you could see everything. Yeah. Um, so this was fun. Fastos yeah. has got this forge that he does all kinds of fun stuff. Um, uh, again, it's about having limitations, meaning like the language of the Celeste, uh, the Eternals powers, all of the, whether they're thinkers or fighters, we want to make sure they're all coming from the same source. Because you could do whatever you want with it, you know. But for us, mm -hmm. actually, having a limitation, say we can only with the work, they have to be gold, and they have to feel like something is coming from an energy, same source. Yeah. And that yeah. forces you to be creative in different ways. Yeah, and unifying the look of everything so that we feel like it's it's sourced from the same exact energy. And uh, it's very important. It's a theme, visual theme we have throughout the film, actually. Um, and you, you were really insisting on that at the beginning, and especially for Sprite's illusions, mm -hmm. uh, all these stories. She's inventing cinema at that point. She's, uh, That's true. <laughs> she has an audience. Yeah, and, it's uh, storytelling. It's the, yeah, it is. It's visual storytelling, and that's what we're doing. So I really lo loved working on these effects for Sprite because it's coming back to the source of cinema, yes. story to visual storytelling. We, uh, we, we look at you know the, this book, Sapiens, that talked about how what made us become who we are today is because we believe things mm -hmm. that don't exist. Things like, mm -hmm. you know, heroes and, and money and, and government, things that, that is sort of an agreement, storytelling. Yeah. And Spry, we, it's, it's fun to position Spry to be the person that says, hey, you can be heroes if you get together and, and then, yeah, it's... Uh, Work together. Work assemble. together. <laughs> assemble. <laughs> assemble. But but I have to give a really you know for you guys to to have the discipline to work within these narrative limitations that I said, mm -hmm. and then yeah. to play as much as possible within that. It's not yeah. easy to do. Yeah. It's much easier to just grab the first idea that seemed cool, as opposed yeah. to having that discipline. Yeah. I think that was an important moment for Makari there and, you know, uh, her using sign language to mm -hmm. to talk with Durig. I love their relationship in the film. They're so cute together. <laughs> and you see it building throughout yeah. these moments. I love the film has many different type of way of communicating. Like Even within the scene, mm -hmm. we have American Sign Language and we have Jurek translating that into, interpreting that into uh, uh, Babylonian, and then there's English yeah. subtitle, and then there's people speaking Babylonian with English subtitle, just a lot going on, it's great. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Some mind control to that from I, Yeah, I had mind control. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's the language of mind control? Yeah. Oh, there's a, that, that whisper that, that Addison yes. created. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. it. <laughs> I can feel it. Oh. Yeah, this was shot on um, stage in uh, um, mm -hmm. uh, Pinewood Studios. In London. London. Mm -hmm. And now we enter the world of Terence Malick. Uh, <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have uh, um, you know, our whole, I think, creative team have watched 
a couple of Malik movies like Tree of Life and New World over and over mm -hmm. um, and shooting in Magic Hour and just again like letting the camera linger and uh, try to capture real moments that I didn't plan. You know, it's been always been a, a strong desire for me to incorporate these moments into a film where five minutes later someone will shoot laser beams out of their eyes. And mm -hmm. to have the audience believe that these characters, these fantastical characters actually truly walked the earth for 7,000 years. And using wide angle lens, deep focus, allowing the audience to discover within the frame what else beyond our character exists and then come to a conclusion about their relationship with the space they're in. Building their attachment to the earth, you know, to the planet they're, yes. they're living on for so long. Yeah. Which is important, you know, towards the end of the film. Exactly. It's a feeling the yeah. audience has to have. It, it can't just be things they say. I love humanity. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cersei's ever said that in the film. You have to feel it. And that's what Terry Malick does so well with his cinema. It makes you feel that their characters are part of something bigger. Yeah. And they fall in love. Which is why I think it was so good to go on location. And mm -hmm. this location was beautiful. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. and it, it, is, it is a character in the movie. The, the locations are an, a character in the movie for me. They're, they're part of the ensemble, you yeah. know. Earth, Earth is uh, yes. this planet. Yes. Yeah. It was great for us to work with that, you know, these backgrounds and add whatever we had to add to it. Yeah, and we should give a um, shout out to Kevin Delanoy and Carl and all the location teams mm -hmm. who went out there and found found these incredible locations for us. You guys put Babylon in all the shots in, in the distance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had all these fields that we, because we built a little bit of the field, yeah. but we had to extend oh, all of that, yeah. you know, and try to make it as natural as possible and, yes. and, uh, and you know, sell the idea that it was the very first civilization that started mm -hmm. to do crops and so that was, that was important. Ooh. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> well, you know, you can't fall in love without falling in love, you know? Um, I think, again, this is a prop to German Richard. This is magic, our hustle. Uh, th this light is really, you know, because God's light. This is the last 20 minutes. You've got 20 yeah. minutes, that's it. Um, so I love, I love this thing so much. Hey, this is, is this, full, is this full CG? It's full, it's full CG, CG, even though, even the horses, that. I mean, we shot something, but you know, we went to India, but we went to India. We, we did send our guys, our friends from Skyline to mm -hmm. India and they, they textured and took pictures of everything and, and came up with, uh, you know, some beautiful renders. Um, yeah. That was, we, we want to really well give a shout out to Samsara. We really, we, 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 yes. we watched Samsara. And again, the, this anthropological approach to, to filmmaking, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. One thing that I remember Kevin said in front of some, one of our earlier meetings, he said, wouldn't it be great if kids watch this movie and then they're like become more interested in history and or mm -hmm. maybe want to be an astronaut? Yeah, so, so we yeah. really want to look at space. We look at all NASA photos and um, yeah, on Earth, we look at the, like beautiful yeah. documentary films like Samsara. Hello. And travel the world. There's travel so much the to see. Did you say a National Geographic approach? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was your. That's, yeah, that that's was your my, constant thing. My T-shirt. 
National Geographic. There's a couple of t-shirts Morgan's going to make with yes. quotes. This was built. So we're in South Dakota. <laughs> I, I have South Dakota in all my movies, so I was really, like, I geeked out. I was like, can I please have South Dakota? And obviously we couldn't travel there. So this was the one place in the UK that kind of looked like South Dakota. It was a military base, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A training yeah. field of some sort. Yeah. Salisbury Fields Salisbury or something field. like that. Build, you build the house. We build the house. Yeah. Put, you know, this corral is recreated exactly like Brady Gendrew's corral in The Rider. I think I gave you the picture. Yes. <laughs> gave you the picture. Yeah. She, she just recreated <laughs> Yeah, she did it, like, exactly yeah. to specs. <laughs> yeah. It's an homage. It's an homage, yeah. Well, I was like, I can't do homage to your old movies. Uh, it's a reference. So uh, this yeah. is, I loved, I love this. I love what you guys did with her disappearing. Uh, yeah, very subtle. It was the last day of shoot for uh, Leah, I remember. Mm. That was our last scene. Very emotional. Yeah. She brought so much to this. Like, she she was so, she's so young, you know, but she's so mature. Mm -hmm. She's like Spry in real life. She's got a yeah. really mature uh, person, complicated young woman in a child's body. Jack never stopped trying to take care of us. Yeah, I think she was the perfect person yeah. to do that. So that texture on Ajax's face was interesting. We talked about what do they look like when they die. They, they die, mm -hmm. yeah. I was, we, you were always saying, oh, maybe they go back to the, you know, something that's close to the domo texture, like that mm -hmm. stone, green, dark yeah. stone, and some of the, the cracks that we have seen that, actually the domo, uh, the inspiration for the, the walls of the Domo came from our one of our scouts in uh, oh, in yes. the Canary Islands. Yes. Where we went into that that you know that cave and there was these kind of walls and there these golden lines inside the, the rocks that were so specific and we you know you took pictures of them and you were like oh my god I want this to yeah. be the Domo and we kind of you know integrated some of that in there too. Yeah, we um, we tr always try to look at the earth around us, the nature around us for inspiration. You know, because, because again, to see the world in a grain of sand, right? Like that, that whole idea yeah. of the endless beauty of the cosmos can be found in the tiniest thing on earth. Yeah. Which was in your pitch, in, in your initial pitch yeah. that you did to, to Kevin, right? I remember seeing the document and you yeah. had that, you know, microscopic image of, of grains of sands and that was your yeah. and the color of it and the richness of the colors and all that stuff that was uh, something that you wanted to carry on it's so ordinary to see that mm -hmm. on the beach but if you really look as close as possible is you, you got the cosmos in one grain of sand yes and we try yeah. to capture that in this film the the grand and the intimate mm -hmm. and the mad weary <laughs> Mad <Yes>. weary. <laughs> I think Mad everyone weary. said that differently. <laughs> wow, this is full CG, isn't it? That, that shot, that, that white yeah, shot. It is, yeah, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. one, and we, then we had... This yeah. was a big setup. This was big fun to setup. shoot a lot of complicated choreography, but it came out really nice. Yeah, this is a wonder that was very close to our heart, and we built this in a park in England, right? Yeah, it was in uh, in Black Park at the Black back park. of Pinewood in, in, yeah. uh, in London. Uh, <laughs> This was there too in the same forest. Um, and you guys did an extension on all the, all the pyramids. Yes, yeah. And stuff. Yes. And flames and all that stuff and 
um, army, digital armies in the in the wide shots. That that wide shot is incredible. Um, it's really it's hard cool, to right? think it's full CG. <laughs> you know, some of those full CG yeah. wide shots are are out of this world. Yeah, this was all uh, wet out here. I did a good job on this sequence. Yeah, oh, this is wet out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's wet out, yeah. So this is the sequence. They did where all that sequence. The this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. where um, 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 Athena has this uh, uh, illness called Maori, and uh, uh, where she um, she can't quite tell who is her friend, who is her enemy. Uh, it's almost it's a, it's sort of a it's almost like PTSD. Uh, is is something happened in her past that get, that making her something trigger her going to violence, and you find out in the movie what that terrible thing that happened to her is. Uh, but uh, oh, her eyes—that was an interesting one mm -hmm. to, to explore as well. Yeah, we did a lot of you know options with the eyes, and mm -hmm. we, that's where we landed in. You can and, still and, see. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. And and uh, Angelina did all these fights choreography at, at night. It was pretty pretty rough shooting there, and it was she, cold. she did all that stuff really well. It was cold. It was um, raining three in the morning. Yeah. Those were tough night yeah. shoes out there. Was tough on location. It would be, it, was, it would have been easier, you know. It would have been quote unquote easier to do this on the stage, but you know there there was a level of the actors feel it too. You know, mm -hmm. it, it being being out there. This fight is great too. It's, I think it's one of my favorite Athena fights. She, it's, there's so much energy yeah. in here, mm -hmm. and you see the bright weapons in the night just flash around. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. beautiful and very. She's very energy. fierce there, and it's very interesting. And as she she did most of it really. Yeah, yeah. she did a lot. Um, of yeah, yeah. She was really game for that. And Dong as well. What a sp I mean, he is he's such a big action star in Korea. So. So he was a really able to, he took a lot of hits and <laughs> he's he such did. a pro. Because <laughs> it's all about, he's now fighting back in this. He's taking hits from Athena. Yes, yeah. Is she okay? Cersei. They have such good chemistry in they the film. They do. It's really, yeah. really no, it's, uh, I remember Angelina said that it's, it's so refreshing also to see a strong woman leaning on a strong man as a partnership. Mm -hmm. They don't have to put a man mm -hmm. down to be strong, you know, uh, that they have this respect for each other. And I think Angie and Dong has that in real life for each other. It really uh, translated on screen. Temple top. It is, yeah. It is pure love from, from between the two of them. Mm -hmm. It's really pure love. It's like at the same level and they respect each other and they, they take care of each other. And yes. I really like that. See that behind Kingo? That is from the Kirby run. That's that's one we really, really want. It's a very well-known image of the Eternals. Uh, Temple of Gods, maybe? I, I forgot what it was called, but mm -hmm. they yeah. we really wanted to put that up here. Uh, that was a fun one to see come to life. Uh, Eve, did a, Eve did an incredible job of like taking some uh, Easter eggs, you know, like taking images from the, the, the uh, Kirby's design and then also marrying that into the, the, the real Aztec design and mixing them together seamlessly. It's cool to see all the colors too because you're not used to seeing that when you see mm -hmm. old Aztec stuff. Yeah. Like runes, but this is really neat. We have That's actually very important, yeah. When we do old civilization, we always tend to make them like colorless but actually they were yeah. really colorful yeah. Babylon was really colorful and Aztecs were really colorful too 
we had a um, uh, costume as well, you know, with uh, Sammy Shelton and any of our production designer. We had uh, set some limitations for color palettes. Like, for the older the, the civilization is, the more prime color it is. So, mm -hmm. in Babylon, we, we stick to red, yellow, blue, you know, um, black, brown, you know, colors like that. And then, and then for Gupta, we started to go into areas of like pink, turquoise, and, and same this year. And in modern mm -hmm. day, you know, there's just every color you can think of. But, and then the colors actually somewhat more muted because in modern day, Correct. it's more, they need to fit in these eternals, except yes. Pingo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it fits in India. Yeah. Because yeah. India is very colorful still, which is great. Oh, this is lovely. I, I think. It's a big key moment in the film. It's like when yeah. they, they split out, really. It's, uh... Well, it's the first time that someone in the family questioned the, the purpose of their mission, questioned that if helping humanity advance at all costs, whether that is a moral thing or not. Everything from killing off all the predators to destroying civilizations, mining the earth, you know, to the bands, and Jurek is the one that's asking this question here. Uh, that moment of um, mind control is one thing that, that Scott, both Skywalker and our uh, Laura and uh, um, Juan the Skywalker and Addison, our uh, uh, sound designer, did, is, is a, and, and Ramin, you know. So in, in the music, there is organ, there is choir, there's strings, and then there's these voices and tones in the design of the power, and all these things sit at different frequency. So they don't actually cancel each other out. So there's a fullness. Mm -hmm. And then if you do so Dolby Atmos mix, you, f you feel all these very immersively. Um, just, they did an incredible job. Well, take that chance. That's great. Yeah. Salma. We uh, also, with the costume, where we wanted to make sure that, <laughs> that everyone's color theme remained. You know, so there's something about them that it hasn't changed. Is that so? It was yeah. fun to see how they can incorporate. Sammy did a great job uh, making many, uh, you know, throughout the throughout history, different costumes, keeping them within their color theme. Yeah, it's very successful because it mm -hmm. it keeps them in character throughout. But there's there's these variations that you see across the ages, and it's very interesting to see the styles evolving, but the the color palette staying. You know, consistent. It's the same thing uh, I said earlier about limitation. When you have a film that has so many characters, so many different set, set pieces, you have to set limitations for yourself so audiences can actually hold on to something. Those color on the costume and also say the themes that Ramin created. Mm -hmm. These are things for Guardians to grab up. Speaking of color, <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes, I think. Uh, it's so great. Yes. Look, Ca Captain so America fun. Shield. Yeah. Yay. This it's is here. It's here. I'm so excited yes. that we did the shield. Um, yeah, this this is epic. Uh, Kumail. Oh, I love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, I can't dance. I'm like, well, we'll see. <laughs> It, it was probably one of the most moving thing that I've seen because everyone was so dedicated. The, the choreographer, the whole team, you know, they, they even rec they came up with a song as well. 
uh, and then they recorded it, the yeah. lyrics, they recorded the song with an artist, and, and the way they just rallied around uh, Kumail and supported him. And it, you know, it, it was a joy to work with this team. He did amazing. Mm -hmm. I think he was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't yes. see it. It's no. just so great. It's such a cool moment too. You wouldn't expect to see this in a Marvel movie. It's so yeah. cool to see. Another thing we talked about was like, what's the color palette we wanted to use for this dancing, you know? And we actually wanted to do something very classic, so very gentle, mm -hmm. classic colors. Um, so that was, you know, that, this type of light pink and light yellow. Oh, and and his costume was handmade uh, in India by by artists. It's incredible, and every little beat is like hand put together and with the sparkly with the stuff spark yeah. yeah and that is yeah. actually a uh kingo's version of kingo's take on icarus costume if you look closely because mm. yes. this is the legend of icarus he has the biggest man crush on icarus uh <laughs> doesn't turn out well in the end but uh uh yeah he he's paying his tribute to his uh his friend here Actually, when we first met, he thought I was a vampire, and he tried to stake me through the and heart. And we introduced Karun uh, as well, <laughs> the filmmaker. <laughs> character. Yes. Karun is so, so beloved. Oh, he's so great. He's amazing. Yeah, and um, it was fun to shoot on a soundstage, as is a soundstage. Wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> With blue screens, we didn't have to do anything. Oh, <laughs> wait, Steph, let's wait. Let's look yes. at your cameo. It's coming up. Oh, there's my cameo in there. <laughs> you know, I do a cameo for every Marvel film I'm in. Yes. And you allowed me to do another one. And this so one we'll is see. significant oh because it's not just you. You're also holding the head of a deviant. Yes. I am. Working in visual I'm effects. I'm the deviant. Even. Yeah, you are I, the. I'm in my gray suit. <laughs> Oh my, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> the worst day of my life. And then I was like, Steph, on set, my Steph. He's like, yes, I'm coming. And he's wearing a gray suit uh, with a, with there, a we go. there he comes. And there's a better shot Oh my shot God. Um, there is. The Shadow Warrior. The Shadow, I love that one, that moment. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Oh, good times. I just said don't say anything. Life yeah, Karun really brought so much heart to the film. You know, yeah. he, he's so, so great. And there's like Steph, right there, oh, holding God. a deviant's head. <laughs> this is my cameo. Yeah. Never watch it again. <laughs> no, Karun brings that human element to it, totally. which is so nice. Totally. You know, he's, he's there connection with humanity there which yeah uh, throughout the film is is working so well yeah and uh you know harish he he's just an actor who had so much experience both in acting and in life as well and you kind of feel like there's a there's level of wisdom to him he can be funny mm -hmm. and then he can be a sage just like he can switch just like that incredible i am making a oh and uh, the documentary about and all the cameras. I don't know how many they destroy through the movie, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's three, I think. Three, four cameras. It's three, yeah. 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 It starts off with pretty good equipment, and then it goes down and down. And Got down. into like a flip cam in the end. That's right. Yeah, yes. he keep destroying it. Um, yeah, we want, I thought, you know, uh, why not pay tribute to filmmaking? 
in, in this film. Uh, everything mm -hmm. from Bryce storytelling to Caron trying to capture this, and uh, and Kingo is a movie star. So we had a couple of like uh, him, his shout out to filmmakers in the film that that you know not everything made it, but one would make it to the deleted scene. Uh, and oh, that's my little geek out moment. I got, oh I got, I, I got seeing from Star Wars uh, in the TV in the back. So that was, that was fun. Into the Empire Strikes Back. It was, a, it was a moment where I said, I love you, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, this was fun to, to, to do the um, Icarus looking old on the phone. Old, yeah. Which would never happen because he's never an eternal. Yeah, he exactly. will never grow old. Exactly. Oh, these posters are awesome. They're so good. Yeah. Yes. No, you've, you've shown me these. I, I just burst out laughing. But these are amazing. <laughs> that set was crazy cool. I love the Kingo Jet. Yeah, the Kingo yeah. Jet cool. yeah, yes. was a great set. Okay, I got. Well, I, like, I like that even his jet is his color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the K. Uh, he's, he's on brand. He's on brand. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Oh, I, I remember shooting this scene right before the Christmas break. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was, uh, it, there used to be a, there was a karaoke scene that Boshin didn't make into the film, but that was also really fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Uh, you see in one of the trailers. We should have yeah. all stayed together. No, and also, our Eternals are, are paired up in some ways. Kingo and Sprite, you know, um, Athena and, um, and uh, Fastos, they have these arcs that they go through as well. We shot that in Australia. No, we shot that in the Canary Islands. <laughs> the Canary Islands is really yeah. uh, great. You could just travel a couple hours, nice thing you're in the rainforest. And then you're in yeah, Australia. Yeah, it's a great sandbox. Mm -hmm. The people there too, so great. They were so welcoming, so supportive. Uh, I loved filming there. Yeah, you picked that location because of the color of the of the the dirt that was really red. Mm -hmm. um, just to make it look more like Australia. Also, big shout out to Jill, our colorist at Company Three. Uh, we we mm -hmm. we tried. Uh, ha Putting some some grain on the on this, and which is really lovely to to sort of round up the highlights and and because I like shooting really sharp lenses uh, and uh, mm -hmm. with shot you know with with very deep depths. So sometimes to sort of unifying the world and adding that grain is is really lovely. the deviants are back. No shit. I just oh yeah, the apron. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh my God, the apron! We had to add that stuff on the apron. Yeah, kiss it was the cook. So funny. Kiss that, the cook. Yeah. <laughs> that was not there uh, initially. No, uh, that was Luma. They did a really good job. Yeah, look at that. You can't did tell. It. It's actually really tricky to do. Yeah. Believe it or not. Because it's moving yeah, the whole time. Yeah, with all the folds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's folding, and the light is changing constantly. So yeah. they did a great job, and it, it's such a. I mean. That's, that shows the, um, you know, how far we want to go for a joke, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and establishing a character, you know, it's, it's just this kind of details. He also showed that, that um, you know, for CGI, like for visual effects, it goes everything as big, like a gigantic celestial to a print on the, on the um, mm -hmm. apron. And sometimes mm -hmm. 
audiences don't notice that. Like uh, actually, the, no. the 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 less they notice it, the better. Yeah. Your your work is. Absolutely. And that You're, kiss yeah. the cook appears in a streaming series as well. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> it's in a episode. You're like the you know, you're is the shadow you're vision? the shadow warriors. <laughs> you guys are like the shadow warriors. I just realized that. We to. are. <laughs> this is I like yeah. I like this one. Everyone in Century Six is going to die. In uh, in IMAX, we um, we open up this moment when Sprite does this illusion. Illusion. Yeah, and it's and you, we shot this in two different locations. We shot it on the Domo yeah. and on also on location. That's a tricky transition. It was tricky to yeah to make the the light work between the two, but it worked. We really wanted for this illusion to go back to you know like celestial maps and yes. see the constellations and uh, old Greek kind of drawing. I mean mm -hmm. that was something that you you talked about very early on too and. We try to keep within that style, but animating them with that energy, golden lines, and uh, it was really interesting to try and figure out what the best way to to do it was. But I think it yeah played, you, paid off in the end. You look at a sort of a astronomy like drawings and symbols yes. from like yeah. sundials from from the past. Yes. Basically working backwards, assuming that the Eternals and their powers and their lines has inspired humanity and how they create Correct. their inventions. Yeah. Absolutely, that was that was our way of thinking, okay, well, with the chicken, with the egg, and, yeah. you know, it was the Eternals that inspired humanity throughout the ages. And Sammy, um, again, you know, Ryan Mannardine, who, who is a concept artist at Marvel, uh, we, we spent a lot of time at the beginning um, asking ourselves what does the uh, eternals costumes look like you know what does their uniform look mm -hmm. like and uh, we actually broken down to let's let's let story guide us why are they here is it military is it missionary like what's the reason they're here because if they're military their costume would be very different right so we realize it's much more missionary they're they're here as the missionaries of, of a celestial and so, mm -hmm. so that's why the, you know, the costume that feels a bit more, not a word religious, but you know, the, the feel more ceremonial than just uh, hard armor. Yeah. And because their costume doesn't really protect them. That's not, they, they're strong. It's not about the costume, you know. They have their powers even without the costume. Exactly. They can fly without the, I mean, characters can fly without the costume. It's, mm -hmm. it's really, um, ceremonial, you know, that's that's a ceremonial, yeah. And identity, you know, it's, it's, for mm -hmm. us it's interesting because these Eternals are about to find out <laughs> now that their identity no. was was a lie, you know. So, so to have that color and that you know and that that those symbols are very similar. You look, you see in the mm -hmm. Domo, you see in the Celestial. It's part of who they are, like the, that costume. And then they had to sort of shed that as as they be with humans. But they don't lose mm -hmm. the color. There's always a part of that stays with them. Another magic hour hustle scene. Oh, these drawings are great, actually. They're they're actually created by a, an I think it's an assistant in the art department. Mm -hmm. He just started yes. drawing. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. It was it was magic there. I mean, it, it, we talk about magic hour, but this yeah. location was. Yeah. Really beautiful in the end of the day. And the wind and all the dust really adds to it. Uh, yeah. 
I remember Angie showed up the first day and she 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 got to the tree. She looked around. She's like, "How did we get here? <laughs> We're so far." Yeah, I was like, "I know, right?" She, said, she just loved yeah. that location. Remember a few days before when we came in, the, you know, to go around the, yeah. uh, the location, and it was there was a sandstorm and yeah. everything was sandblasted. <laughs> we couldn't even see ten feet away from. <laughs> I mean, it was it was, it was not easy on the crew. It's not easy on the cast. The sand was everywhere. No. Everyone take out their sunglasses. You have the <laughs> the, the panda eyes. The marks. <laughs> yes. 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 You you take a shower in the evening, and yeah. it's all like everywhere coming up <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and they're really fun. And the cameras are freaking out too. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Yes. Now we're all in right. this epic epic sequence. <laughs> Steph, Martin. I bow down to yeah, you Yeah, skyline again. Yeah. Yeah, it's establishing the scale that. of the celestial. Yeah. And this is a These tricky thing hard. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the design. Well, there was so much also storytelling, you know, in that moment that we had to connect. You know, the editors um, uh, did a great job trying to figure out what was the best way to tell the story there, and we really worked with them on that, uh, trying to find the best the best way to say it, to tell it. Um, and this is really the opposite of what we just looked at, the beautiful location, and you get so much from the landscape. Yeah. This is literally one actor on a blue stage, and the rest is yeah. made up. At the same time, you guys really talk what the, the philosophy of how we want to make this film, even when you're doing these. The, the, the lenses mm -hmm. are getting wider and wider, <laughs> which is yes. really great. At some point, like, I think that you guys probably deleted the longer lenses completely from your computer. And then, but everything still feels elemental, you know, that they still feel, uh -huh. the word grounded is a dangerous word sometimes. People go, is that going to be boring when it's grounded? But uh, I, I think what you guys managed to do is give this really grounded feeling and yet overwhelmingly fantastical at the same time. I think one thing that was really incredible what you guys did is that uh, discipline of, of having that National Geographic approach even to the most, you know, like a moment like this, the, the most dramatic moment is to keep the camera uh, observational and allow the things that are incredible happen within the frame. The end of one life. So yeah, that was something you really pushed us to, you know, to keep paying attention to um, all that National Geographic feel and just, you know, letting things happen in frame, you know, not trying to be overwhelming with camera moves or anything. It's so much harder for you guys because when the camera is just a simple, I mean, this is this is definitely um, something we borrow from Tree of Life for the creation sequence, and and it, the camera is just doing a drift forward. So so much harder for you guys because then you you have to make what's in the frame entertaining, realistic, and yes. captivating enough. There's no hiding. The camera just kept lingering, but the realism, the immersive experience you give the audience, that's not something cutting would be able to to do. So, mm -hmm. huge, I think, really difficult challenge for you guys that we shoot this way. Yeah. Hey, Jack knew the truth. It did create challenges, you know, these long shots, mm -hmm. uh, full CG shots with lots of simulation were very challenging, and Skyline did a great job on these. And, you know, little details like her hair floating there, which, mm -hmm. you know, seems like kind of nothing, but it, it actually is CG hair rendered and simulated throughout the sequence. Yeah. 
little things. I mean, this sequence <laughs> is, uh, I mean, seeing again in one for three in, uh, in IMAX, um, when you first showed it to me. And mm -hmm. also, you know, the design, everybody at, um, at Marvel with you guys and, and um, with the producers and, and the artists, the design of all of these things, you know, they mm -hmm. have to have, yeah. they have to tell stories and they have to have a consistency uh, to them yes. all. And that took a long time. Yeah, oh, Steph, this is your idea for the, the, the Domo. Yeah, that the, the, the World Forge was made out of Domos, which kind of tells you the story that there's maybe more Eternals than we think there is. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but they're all on a mission, and you have these openings that are uh, Domos that have left somewhere. And then we see all these ones, like, oh, there's plenty of them, yeah. potentially. And then, the, again, still playing on uh, triangles and circles. Even the World Forge mm -hmm. has this yes. very kind of worship or, feeling. Yes, and, and you know, as you said, you told us about, you know, very specific ge geometry, circles and triangles, all these things. That's, that's what we're trying to play with all the time. Yeah. It's all staying within that gold and green domo color scheme. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. What well, a fun storyboarding this one. I remember like yeah. man the manga. <laughs> manga storyboard. But the 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 I saw I find them adding some color to it. Remember we were adding some mushrooms and flowers and mm -hmm. yes. things attached yes. to the ground to give it some texture. Or fungus. Or fungus. Oh my <laughs> god, century fungus. Century six. <laughs> Who wants to talk about century six? <laughs> It, well, it was, a, it was an idea that came in and out of the films many times. <laughs> it was a difficult concept, just trying to tell the backstory of the Deviant and what they're doing and the Predators, because, you know, you introduced that idea in, uh, in uh, this, this classroom, and then this is our ultimate backstory of Deviants and how they're connected to uh, the Eternals and everything. Yeah, Century 6 was, <laughs> was a bit of a challenge, trying to find that the right storytelling there, but it, it pretty much stayed the same throughout. Yeah, honestly. I say so, yeah. Um, it was that was a, cool. It was the last thing we shot, Weta. right? It was the last thing we shot yeah, as well. Yeah. Right? Chosen yeah. you to take her place as the prime eternal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love our show. And always finding ways to show scale. Those look great mm -hmm. in IMAX too, with the full height. Yes. That's really yeah. impressive. And all these transitions that we had yeah. to do between, you know, the void and and the real world, which were done by Scanline. That was a challenge, so trying to figure out how, how yeah. everything changes. And somehow we always went from really dark to really bright, which made it even trickier. Yeah. <laughs> even harder. Yeah. yeah. In IMAX, uh, was having a chit like, you know, we, we really play with changing aspect ratio to tell story and to be able to pop open mid-shot uh, does give us that extra push. That's what Mad Weary is, isn't it? All this time, Thena was remembering all the other planets we were sent to, and everyone dying during the emergence. I thought we were One thing that Ben, uh, you know, coming in to, to okay. work uh, on a film that would need a lot of planning, you know, a lot of these action sequences and things that doesn't exist, you know, that you have to, and, and to use previous as a tool and to explore these ideas and possibilities. And then when we get to location, 
keeping these ideas in mind, but also be adaptable and change. And so make sure that we're actually taking advantage of our location and letting the actors interact with the location. And then you go back with, you know, with PostBiz and then with you guys, with the vendors, to, to adding even more realism to that. So that, that order of things was something that Ben you know, was able to sort of guide me through and use that more. So that, mm -hmm. that's a great thing to learn, which tool is used when and how. Uh, very yeah. informative. It's a process. I mean, it, and these movies are so complicated. You can't figure everything out from the get-go. No. So you got to go through a process. And it's, uh, it's part of the creation of the entire feel and look of the film. Yeah. Uh, to go through all these layers of... of uh, different level of interaction with, you know, very crude beginning and, and starting to go layers after layers and figuring out how it's going to look at the end. Yeah, you also can't just show up and wane it, you know, it's a, you have to plan. Mm -hmm. and, and I love, yeah. I love that we, we, we explore so much, many options in previous. And then, and then if there's any changes on site, I was able to just do little stick figures and, and you guys are able to look yeah. at that and go, that could work. And then, um, so that's a uh, full CG shot. <laughs> yeah, the Amazon. Nobody thought that was floating. Everyone was surprised. Yeah, ILM. Really? Yeah. ILM Good. It ILM did that, it. yeah. Wow. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, uh, this sequence actually was one of the ones we previewed the most in detail. Because it was the first thing we um, shot. Yeah. So complicated, yeah. yeah. But, um, I believe those walking stayed, shots was the first thing we shot day one. This is day one. The apacas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, alpacas. It was. It, I think it was Drake coming out of the. Of Is that the, the first shot? Yeah. That was the first shot we did. I yeah, remember Barry was like, "What? I'm first? <laughs> 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 Chloe, don't do this to me." <laughs> this is the first shot we did. This is that yes. feet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we built that pool in the middle of the Jurex camp for the for the sequence mm -hmm. coming up later. No, but I'm I'm very proud of everyone who who worked down. Um, I mean, like hundreds of people who who brought the fight scene in in this camp together. Because um, from earlier on, uh, we have looked at the Revenant. Ben and I watched the Revenant. You as well as you know, we watched it over and over. Some yeah. of the sequences, and I used it presented to the to to our uh, units, our our uh, um, lovely. Liverpool supporting uh, <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> Star coordinator. Star coordinator. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, you know, we, we all watched it many times and said, how can we make this fight as immersive as we can pull off um, with deviance in it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to fight imaginary creatures. We had we had some of the stunt guys, I think, um, was it Ace that was doing Ace, uh, yes. yes. Playing Ace. a lot of the deviants running around on all four. It was great. super helpful it for everyone great. to get the coordination yeah. ready and, and get everyone working together. Yeah, and this camp, this was in a forest, uh, warmly, mm -hmm. warmly, right? Wormsley Wood. Wormsley, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it was everywhere that you can imagine happened. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. And the ground becomes more than you should tell it. <laughs> I think it was a muddy. I have a picture on the last day. It was just like a, a river of mud slowly flowing down. The... 
It was rough. Machines got stuck. It was rough. But it looks yeah. good. We had rain. <laughs> it's so worth it going it, I, out. Remember at some point there was talks about doing this in the studio and I was like, I, I'll tell oh you, no. Steph, I owe this to you. I know because early on I was like, it, you know, I mean, legitimately everyone said, are we really going to start a film with two and a half weeks of night shoots? That's just gonna mm -hmm. kill the spirit, you know. And then, yeah. And then I, I went to you. I was like, ah, should we shoot it on stage? You said, Chloe, you cannot shoot. No, a forest, a long forest sequence on a stage. You can't do it. I will not let you do it. Yes. I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. I will. <laughs> so then, you know, Ben, we 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 figured out a way of treating this sequence almost as like otherworldly, you know. So this kind of uh -huh. day for dawn look. Um, mm -hmm. And then more than you know, we with, with Joe like a lot of time spending the eye, uh, trying yeah. to trying to make it work. And and so the the storyline is it goes from light, you know, like it's kind of last light of the day, everyone sort of talking, reconnecting to a deviant ambush that will get darker and darker. You'll get the darkest in the most brutal moment, and then the sun comes up as the battle ends, yeah. right? That's the goal. Yeah. Come on. You know who you are. Yeah, it's that such moment a... is one of my favorite between the two of them. Oh. I love, I love them. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't see us shooting in a studio for this, you know, and, and with your, na yeah. your feeling for natural light and... Well, you saw what we did in, in some stuff we did in previous and also like we got on location well, actually, before we got here, the idea that we had was these long, long shots because of the revenant. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, you can't do that on the stage, Chloe. You can't make these, you know, it's just, it's just impossible. You can't be as free. And then once we got to this location, we used a, a, just a small camera and, and just shot the previous and adjusted it uh, based on the location and, and tried many things on how long we can, we can, uh, we had a winner. Uh, Planned and that was, yeah. even though the one or the two big winners we did, even though we ended up cutting them short, but it really did. One is in Aztec, one is in Druid's camp. It really put us on the right way of thinking, of forcing yes. us to yeah. think that way. Yeah, that's the challenge you give to all of us. Like at the beginning, it's just I want to do these shots that are immersive and long, and so mm -hmm. people can feel like they're part of the events, you know, and. And there was nowhere to hide, as you said earlier. It's yeah. just, these shots are incredibly difficult, you know, even when they're full CG, but like on location like that. And we had, we had to stitch a few shots together and mm -hmm. things like that, which is not easy on location because you can't control the light and you cannot control the, the leaves and yeah. <laughs> the weather or anything. Yeah. Um, especially when one shot, one part of the shot is main unit and second part is second unit yeah. or something like, or you're shooting it a few days later because you you don't have the actor on that day or anything. But but we, I think we pulled it off and it worked pretty well. I also think it go back to the same thing we said in the World Forge when when the National Geographic thing, right, the camera is just observing. It's so hard for you guys, like, because I, I wanted the action sequence not to just, bear, not to be cutty and not have the camera to be in places a person cannot be. Occasionally, yes, mm -hmm. like there is top, you know, looking down or, but most of the time, I would say 80% of the time is at eye level. Is the, the the operator is on the ground, Josh with the, yeah. with a Ronin, which is not the fanciest uh, equipment either. 
So then there is a limitation to where the camera goes. And what's within the frame, ha again, has to be, the action has to be between Icarus and the Deviant, which we have one coming up. You're just watching, mm -hmm. the camera barely moves. And so for you yeah. guys to, to convince the audience that gigantic thing is on top of them, and they just keep going and going, it's a big challenge for you. But when it works, it, it becomes really immersive because you're in there, the camera is inside, like in the middle of the action, which is great. Yeah. It, 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 what you told us, you know, it's like the action and the edit is not what's... Well, the, no, the camera, the camera moves mm -hmm. and the edit is not what's going to create the excitement. It's exactly. what's happening within the frame. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that, that really was a challenge for us because, you know, we had to maintain that level of excitement throughout with animation and, mm -hmm. and you know, the interaction between the actors and the deviant, mm -hmm. which is really hard to do, you know, the physicality of that, of that is really complicated to get on as we're shooting between a CG character. You have nowhere and, to uh, hide. And an actor. You have nowhere yeah, to hide. there's nowhere to mm -hmm. hide and it's just really complicated. And we had to sustain it for so long in some shots. Yeah, and you, you even, both our actors, you even have to do some uh, CG with their body to make mm -hmm. that performance believable because when they were there, they didn't know how the deviant is actually going to move. Yeah. You have a, yeah. a sandbag. You don't know how the yeah. claw and the teeth are going to come down. Right, so... Yeah. This shot, for example, which is one take, is a multiple, you know, multiple takes that have been kind of mixed together and yeah. stitched together. Um, and stopped which by Which is a not easy with a Ronin as well, with a, <laughs> a fl free-floating camera. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. is interrupted by Coron's joke. <laughs> it also puts limitations on the animation when we mm. do those long takes, because you can't really pan off of someone and just leave them. You have to keep the shot alive and yeah. motivate what the characters yeah. are doing because they're coming back into frame over and over again. So, But it definitely makes it really immersive. Like, you feel like you're in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really wanted, and that's, that's something coming from um, my previous films, I really wanted not to rely on fancy camera moves to create, like you said, Steph, but let the audience mm -hmm. just discover what's within the frame. Yeah and no close-ups, inserts. <laughs> no, close-ups sometimes. <laughs> no and inserts? Again, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was definitely uh, something I have to learn to sometimes let go. Would you say there's a couple inserts throughout the film? But we definitely uh -huh. did not want to just pop in, do a slow motion yes. insert, no slow motion, no insert. Yeah. Except when Cersei's hand touches the tree. That's right. Correct. <laughs> but that was a special, that That's was very special, special yeah. that one. This shot here, I think, was three shots. Hmm. It was for Icarus getting, getting attacked by Crow again. I think we did three takes, one where he slams to the ground, one where he gets pulled, and then one where he kind of gets flipped over. And the, the, yeah. They were pretty interesting to stitch together. Yeah. So you constantly kind of switch between the reactor and the CG one and back to the real one, and all of that very close to, the, to him on the, on the floor. It's really complicated. I tell you, I had to build trust with you guys. You know, earlier on, I asked, I was a lot, I was like, Steph, Ben, is this gonna be a winner? <laughs> They're like, yeah. So I was like, how is it possibly a winner? This is like, I, I will ask like probably every other hour. They're yes. like, I think so. Yeah. yeah, Chloe, we're gonna do our best. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. You're not doing your best. <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
We'll make it happen. No, it's incredible. <laughs> then to see, I think, like a year later, a year and a half later, after <laughs> the pandemic yes. has happened, you know, we, I was like, oh, yeah. wow, it's a wonder. <laughs> it, <laughs> it I, I, I learned how to uh, have patience. <laughs> you got to be patient. Yes. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, you need to have nerves, nerves of steel sometimes. Yes. <laughs> You know, I'm so used to just to just capture stuff on camera and it's right there. And this, yeah, yeah no, no, I'm very grateful for you guys. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of challenges, but it, it pays off. I mean, it, it's very unique sequence, I think, in the end. And it's, the deviants, if you special. look at the deviants, right, just to try to maintain the color on them uh, and not mm -hmm. just fall into, like, you know. Um, they look, and I like, I, yeah, and I liked how the deviants they feel alien, but they also feel natural. We, we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's a big debate whether the deviant is part of evolution, though, that they have the right to exist, just like animals. And we talk about these kind of exotic uh, predators in the rainforest, they blend in, right? Like, so yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a really nice balance between something natural that belongs to Earth but then also something mm -hmm. alien that belongs to the Celestials. Yes, and you gave us references of real animals and at the same time, but you know, sometimes it's going to switch into alien mode and <laughs> go really fast. You wanted that kind of mm. change of rhythm between what an animal would do mm. and suddenly what a predator would, an alien predator would become. Yeah, you should talk uh, about so the, it, the deviant movement that you, you were, because you had... Yeah, I mean, we, we, we looked at, you know, we looked at animals. Uh, they're all inspired by animals, really. At, at that point in the film, they're almost like a wolf pack. Um, so there was a, a bit of that uh, in there, but... Um, we, we, we looked at that and we looked at, we, I know you wanted to have this kind of twitchy, very quick moving, but always very um, uh, uh, motivated uh, kind of action. Like when they decide to attack, they're very, very specific yeah. about their motion. They're very smart. They're not, anim you know, they're not mm -hmm. stupid animals. They're actually really smart into, mm -hmm. in what they're doing. And you can see in the sequence that they, you know, they have a, they work together. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're a group of, uh, that's what there's that wolf pack feeling that they yeah. work together to, to fight the, the Eternals. And they're much stronger at that point. I don't know if, if people notice, but at this point in the story, they've got these golden mm -hmm. elements on their body because they've acquired some of the energy from Ajax, from, um, Ajax which we see, we see later. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, you know, we, we do tell the story throughout the film that initially, even though they're, they're bigger animals at the beginning, they're mm -hmm. easier for the Eternals to fight them. But as they evolve and, you know, they acquire that kind of cosmic energy within them, it, it's much more challenging for them. Yeah, that's the one uh, for th the Eternals. This is the one that yes. I almost bite your head off, like, every day. I tend to this is going to remain a wonder, right? Like we shot Richard, really, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, he was tossed around by our, uh, yes. what's his name, the guy who did the Deviant? Ace. Ace, Ace yeah. Or, no, it was, no, it was, was Ari, someone else. Ari, yeah, yeah. Ari. That was Ari, that was Ari. Yeah. Ari the guy with the Chewbacca. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. And we did yes. that for, like, yes. how many takes we did it? I think, you know, we really shook Richard's bones. You know, it oh, was, yeah. It was yeah. good. You can feel it. Um, yeah. This was fun. That was cool. That was special effects that uh, our, fr our friends from special effects department yeah. did for us with the explosion of the water. I mean, we added a little bit to it, but it was a really cool, cool.
cool effects that they did. Deviant tree. Yes. We did have a, another deviant um, sort of reference we have was the, the Princess Mononoko. Uh, what was that yeah. called? That that thing. It, uh, I don't know what the name of it was, but we we the way their muscles and their mm. tendrils are kind of moving, we wanted to kind of reference that monster in Princess Mononoke, the, the kind of wormy yeah. monster with five legs. That's something I've always, you know, thought about. Mm -hmm. uh, and and because it's so alien and weird, mm -hmm. and I, I, I kind of wanted to kind of uh, reference a little bit to that. It, but, it really uh, brought them alive, you know, they feel alien. Again, a mm -hmm. mixture of yeah, they have the shapes of uh, our our mammals, but then they they have this weird thing about the way their muscle move. Oh, yes. yeah, Down yeah. was so good here. He uh, yeah. was, oh. he was fighting nothing. I like, was very was hanging in the oh, air yeah. on wires, and he did yeah, yeah he did a great job. It looks so good. Yes, he was Amazing. so great to work with. Yeah, this was the fourth. And talking day. about yeah. yeah, yeah, talking about the complexity of you know. The interaction between the actors and the CG character mm -hmm. here is mm -hmm. like so close, you know. It's done um, so well, and and also because we use sharp lenses and wide angle, because we mm -hmm. use, and now we don't use long lens, so the the, the camera is always right there, so close. Yeah. And for you guys to do believable job, do a great job, it's so hard because it's so sharp and so close. You can't hide yes. anything. <laughs> Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to hide. Yeah. Um, oh, and crow. here comes our crow three. Well, you know, there, there was. Uh, you, we want. I, I wish we can make like deviant uh, gummy bears. You know, so if you put all the deviants together in in the timeline, the the oldest one are like on Earth. They're like the biggest, right? And now it's <laughs> yeah. it's crow. So it's really evolution that we're we're looking at. They're getting smaller, smaller, as you, you said, Steph, but smarter, smarter. But yes. then the original deviant is taken more like we got that inspiration, almost like a, a sea, some kind of sea creature, sea monster. Sea monster, yeah. yeah that that before it even come onto the shore, it becomes the big yeah. mammals you need at the beginning. There was a lot of hanging Richard on wire. Yes, in even in the forest here. Yeah. Whole yeah. stunt team hung him up on a. Yeah, Eunice did a great job on these, uh, you know, yeah. trying to make, make him fly in the forest. I mean, that was really hard. <laughs> I remember, Steph, you, you were very uh, disciplined about if you can let him land for real, land for real. <laughs> I, I saw far, I was yes. like, can we just please CG him landing? So I said, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that discipline yeah, it, really it, helps. It works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It works because it made... It actually makes him feel very natural in the ways mm -hmm. he's landing. It's not like and the like perfect. He's... There's some imperfection in it. That's important. Yes. <laughs> Although when the when the lighting is run out, running out, I just. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Get him, get him to land off a box. That's fine. We don't have the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there were a few times I've looked around and go, get a box. <laughs> and I don't see him for a little bit. I think he's crying in the corner. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so walking off of a box well, is not the yeah. same thing. <laughs> well, I think Richard did a good job, actually, you know, because he's a, he's a character that can fly, so he's just, it's natural for him. And I think, it, it, you know, in all these landings that we did with wires, it, he actually did a good job at, at making it feel like it's part of him, you know? Yeah. 
There's something that we, we use, a, a phrase that we use called the tableau shots. We, uh, we, we use that word. Time for a tableau shot is when the Eternals are just, you saw it twice already with Gilgamesh, right? Like one time uh, that he's, he's on the ground and then his funeral is to position the Eternals in a, uh, in a shot together because there's, we wanted to keep evoking the feeling of a family portrait. Um, and then who is standing next to who also tells the story as well. And this is uh, earlier that, that you see Athena going into the river. That was one of my favorite moments in, in the New World. Uh, and I really, really, oh no, is it? Yeah, it is a New World. Yeah, I really wanted to, yeah. to pay tribute to that. And I, and I think getting Angie really into that lake, standing there. Um, it was a beautiful moment oh, yeah, to film. She did it. She mm -hmm. went there, no problem. I think everyone was very worried about safety. She was like, just give me some shoes. I'm going. I just walk in there. What's the problem? <laughs> yes. yeah. With that beautiful dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was kind of an ancient, yeah. you know, there was only one of them or something like that. I that that's right. Yeah, it was a, a lot of it was fear an antique, about. It was an antique piece. Yes. And I said, please yes. don't break that dress. <laughs> it's the only one. Yeah. Yes. Um, you got so lucky with weather, Chloe. You, you have something with weather. That's uh, that's what Kevin Delnoy, our um, line producer, our uh, exec producer, told me that that you know he's worked on locations his whole life. It's it's it, I don't know. I hope it doesn't go away. Uh, <laughs> this weather god thing. I remember you know, expired your luck. <laughs> in, with this film, I remember when we wrapped Alaska. Remember, like right away, it started raining. And yes. everyone. Uh, yes. So Hiroshima. This was a very uh, difficult, difficult sequence, you know, to, to conceive. How can we show this crime against humanity and yet not sensationalize it? You know, and the, the, again, the National Geographic approach is just, let's just watch it. The camera doesn't do anything fancy. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we look at actual footage, actual photography, and then look at the weather of that day, imagine what it will actually look like for that big shot. Yeah. It was, a, it was in August, so it was a, a sunny day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the, the, the next day or the aftermath. Or, mm -hmm. But the, the, the first shot was, we looked at photograph from the actual uh, moment and we really tried to replicate the shape of the, you know, mm -hmm. the mushroom and all that stuff as, you know, trying to be as true to his story as possible. It was the first time that I have seen that moment in a just realistic photographic way, right? Like from, mm -hmm. and it's crazy that happened. You know, like to, to, to see that so realistic, it was, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. So now we're in Chicago. No, we're in London. <laughs> Chicago, England. We're in London. Yeah. Chicago, we, England, yeah. We tried to find that one little uh, street that could potentially look like Chicago. And it was, a, it was a beautiful evening. We all knew this scene is important. We all knew this is, this is an important scene for us. And, and then, uh, again, Weather God uh, was very kind to me. We rained. And then the sun came out. So there was a beautiful kind of orange light that feels so warm and, and beautiful and, and feels like a, a, a fall, a colorful fall. Um, and the Superman reference, if you know, <laughs> I just want to put it on the record, is all because we love it so much.
Uh, you, you even had a rainbow in the sky, right? We had a rainbow in the sky, yeah. Yes. And then uh, I, I have, think uh, yeah. Brian came to me and like, that's very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a picture of the house and Richard just in front of the house and the big rainbow yeah, on yeah. top of the house, which was, is kind of, you know, hey, I think it was there it, for it, a reason. It was there for a reason, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we do reference uh, Superman and Batman in this film. Which, uh, which I, I, I loved, and, and we do that because we, we love these characters. And, you know, it's all really admiration. And, and it's just fun, fun banter. Uh, this, mm -hmm. this was... Well, so was telling this, <laughs> this thing is interesting because... To, it was my first time shooting inside a house. Like, I already don't know how to film inside of a house I, I like to go into a field i'm already a bit like and then to have the special effects of table falling eye beams in the you know and just all that stuff it was a, probably one of the toughest scene uh for me to film surprisingly yeah, it's not your natural environment. <laughs> no, three people talking around the table, and then uh, and yeah. then all this, you know, this. I did, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> what the hell is wrong? But I love, but I I do love the what they became though. Yeah, and the IKEA. Shout out to IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> this table was there was very there was a lot of pressure. Well felt it. Because we only have yeah. three tables. <laughs> Did you guys add anything to this? The table. We had some <laughs> some little thing. Remember, there was some story about changing the water oh, in the yeah. glass into alcohol or whatever, and it, it you know for duration it was a bit too long. So we had to kind of retint some of the stuff with water. Nothing too crazy already. Uh, that was pretty much all. All you guys in camera. How many Brian shots are there? Oh yeah, he is. This is, this is. In the film? Yeah, how many visual effects shots? A thousand and eight? or something wow. like that. Almost two thousand, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been worse if we shot that forest on a stage. <laughs> exactly. Could have been much worse. Oh, uh, uh, this kid, he's no. amazing. Uh, he's just so full of spirit. Uh, and he was, he was always watching us. He was always asking important questions. Oh. We're very the proud kiss. of this moment. Yeah. Yes. Why does my heart go on beating? <laughs> and then we're back. Were you in that helicopter? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> I think in the next... Oh, we have a cameo here. Yeah. Kevin oh, Del yeah. Kevin Delnoy and Carl, our location, our, our uh, uh, EP slash line producer, and then our location manager, I think. They, they, they were right. wizards, wizards of locations, you know? Um, yes. I love this shot, how, how they come through the dust. How the sprice illusions mix really well with the dust. That, that was the day where everyone... When they take their sunglasses off, everyone's got a panda face <laughs> from the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The Domo. Domo. The Domo. That's a cool shot. No, Island did that. Um, and uh, it was really, really fun to do. I love and you see Babylon below. Yeah. Yeah. Remains of Babylon. 
One thing that was difficult because I wanted to do these very formal shots. They're formal, so they they they're straight out. And um, um, the domo is a triangle. So for us, even the opening as well, to to figure out scale <laughs> and yes. with a wide angle lens, it's tough. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of cheating actually in those shots in terms of it's a triangle, but we had to kind of change the shape of the triangle to accommodate for the lens sometimes, so that we would get the right look of it. You know. It, it, because yeah. sometimes, you know, it's like when you're shooting someone very close with a wide lens, their nose becomes bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was the same with the Domo, you know? <laughs> yeah, occasionally so in, the, of... in visual factory, I'm like, why is Icarus so small in the, in the background? <laughs> That's because it's a very, very um, uh, wide, lens. wide lens, Chloe. <laughs> oh, okay, can we scale him up a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Fasto's um, energy uh, power was definitely an evolution of like, how do we manifest? Because he creates weapons. So these rings were a very last minute addition, which I loved. I think. Yeah, yeah they were. Uh, we, we, we played around quite a bit to find the right level of, you know, blinginess and all of that. and. Yeah. And uh, uh, the design, we stayed very pure, actually, which I like throughout the film in terms of design. We never went to, you know, overly fancy mm -hmm. stuff, um, which, you know, I, I really enjoyed doing. Um, that was that was something that I, I, I thought Luma did all these uh, these effects for Fastos in the Domo, and they did a good job. It was it was difficult to find the right tone in all this. They also did something that you, you see in a lot of these shots, is the, these fungus, these kind of mm -hmm. colorful oh, uh, things in the back. We, yeah. we remember we were in the Domo and we were like, we we're looking at those and we're like, oh my God, that would be cool if we could mm -hmm. animate those things in the background. And guess what? We did it in a lot of shots. Uh, but it, it adds to yes. the strangeness of that, that space, you know? Yeah, we wanted to have uh, just, you know, what would Arisham, just because all these fungus that are growing on him in space, you know, in the World Forge, and bring, again, bring that same element into the Delmo. Big quirky. Mm -hmm. The quirkiness. Yeah. They look so happy, the little dancing mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so subtle, but it's a fun, fun detail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the deviant. That's a big moment there. That's yeah. them making a plan for the, the end of the film. The Unimind. The Unimind. The Unimind has been. That there's an image of the Unimind uh, from the Kirby run of a brain and all the Eternals around it, and we wanted to to do it here, um, our version of it. Again, I just love the idea. Kirby has, he has, the, the way he 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 uh, created Eternals. They're this group of people that just exist outside the mainstream, right? They they really exist on their own. They have their own stories. But he uses myth to tell these really uh, human stories, like these kind of uh, existential questions that we, we ponder since the dawn of time, you know? And I think we're really trying to, not just the visual styles, but, but, but the philosophy of Kirby's Eternals into this film. The idea also, just looking at these individuals that are so different from each other, but the only way they could be strong, you know, is, is they could come together in this idea of a, of a unimind. Um, I really like that concept. 
Cersei should decide. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, gods were telling a lot of, you know, the story of the, the, the ancient Greek gods were telling a lot about ourselves, mm -hmm. in a way. 100%. And, uh, you know, and this is the same kind of idea here. Uh, very metaphysical, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I'm very interested to, to, to hear people's, uh, uh, how people who are, um, have a lot of thoughts on religion, you know, and how they, mm -hmm. they, they interpret the film. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm okay. Can you, if you think mm. we should... We're going to find out in a few days. We're recording this a, a bit before the premiere, so we don't know. <laughs> I, I love this relationship, you know, like Kingos looks up to Icarus so much. You know, he, uh, he and then, and then, uh, and then Icarus, I, I, you know, I think Icarus is a very, very complex, a very difficult character, you know, because he, when you have all these expectations on you, and again, when we talk about a character like him throughout myth, uh, Superman is an interpretation of that as well, modern interpretation of that. And in myth, we have many, many characters like that who has the, the weight of the world on their shoulders. So much power, you know, and, and how do they, had to decide between the greater good and then personal responsibilities. Is uh, while Cersei, being someone, How long do we have? isn't powerful, but she she lead with love, you know, and and how that juxtaposition play with with two characters that are in love with each other. Um, I think when I read the treatment for Eternals, which is put together by uh, Nate Moore and the, uh, Kevin and those guys, and with the Furpos. Kaz and Ryan Furpo, I thought, I thought, what a what a great way to to tell this complex story, um, in this allegorical way. This was a mixture of <laughs> the South Dakota, the the Badlands in the background. I appreciate you <laughs> adding the Badlands into the background. I, I think one thing that I was most humbled by, and I think I, I'm so grateful to have learned, was that. Um, just how much visual effects and CGI as a tool of storytelling can can change the landscape of cinema moving forward. And I think sometimes it's a shame that isn't as uh, taught in school, you know, because uh, I, I did not uh, learn anything about it. Actually, I was afraid of it. I was, I was resistant of it. I didn't trust it. I think that's going to, you know, somehow go against what the kind of story I want to tell. And, and so, so I think there, there's a stigma attached to it that's very unfortunate. Yeah, I think, I think filmmakers, you know, if they learn to use any tool mm -hmm. and use them to tell their stories, CGI is not, not going to force you into anything. Mm -hmm. You just drive it as a director, as you've done on, on this film. I mean, you had very little experience with it, but you just embraced it. Um, and not as a way of, you know, going the easy route actually it's mm -hmm. it's the other way around you just forced us into going into your mind and trying to understand what your story stating storytelling style is and if i think filmmakers young filmmakers some of them are very attracted by it some of them are very like the cgi is not for me it's mm -hmm. for you know for these big movies and and i think it's it's a tool that like editing like music like mm -hmm. everything that you need to learn because it's something that can really help you tell a story if you use it.
correctly. Mm -hmm. And the more you learn about it, the more you learn how to make yeah. the best out of it. So, yeah. uh, and you went through that journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad we did it together. And, and yeah. uh, I think it, you know, it really paid off in the end. And you, you were really quick at learning how to <laughs> twist us into doing, into submission. <laughs> no, I go onto their computer. I delete uh, any lens longer than a 35. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I definitely. I, I. I just. I wish. Uh, yeah. I wish that that we could have more programs and uh, conversations between not just big blockbuster filmmakers and but like going to places like film festivals and um, film schools to kind of giving demonstrations and things like that to mm -hmm. to be able to. Get people get out of that fear and start to use it as a tool. Because you can you you can Absolutely. use it in the smaller movies. Uh, David Lowry, for example, is another filmmaker that does such a great job doing that, like The Green Knight and uh, A Ghost Story. You could take big blockbuster, you know, this type of uh, uh, you could use CGI in smaller movies, and it actually makes me Absolutely. think about. It. Especially now when the, the technology is getting more and more accessible and it's not, mm -hmm. you don't need a huge facility to do some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, full CG characters We've is done a still bit hard, of, but, yeah. but you can, yeah. it's really something you can use to enhance your story. Absolutely. I mean, you've done a bit of, a bit of the effects on Nomadland. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, me, my visual effects supervisor for Nomadland, <laughs> Staff Story. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got CG embers, CG stars. Yes. You know, removing some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Some little, uh, some little things. But again, all mm -hmm. trying to help storytelling and. Yeah. Oh, and, oh I had uh, Jupiter. Remember? The flow. I had Jupiter. You had Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That. That's yeah. true. This was mm -hmm. uh, this this you guys. I mean, like really pull something out of your. I can't say. You know. Because. <laughs> <laughs> of our heart. Heart of your heart. <laughs> uh, because we. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 talk them through this because there was. We oh, had, it's a it's yeah. a full CG environment, yeah. but but it's based off that lake that we had in uh, in Germany. Um, we 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 played around a lot on you know the amount of snow, the amount of of uh, mist that there is, and it was trying to make that that moment kind of cold and and mm. you know it's very it's a very it's more on the fear like Ajax gonna die. So yeah. it was it was really important that we get that right. Uh, you you took us to different you know ideas about the light and everything. We played a, a lot yeah. with the light and the, inside the cave as well. That's a big moment. That's the yeah. the the transformation of the deviant and and when they actually get that cosmic energy I was talking about earlier. Yeah, but look how long that how... shot is. That's yes. not that's not easy it's for hard. them. <laughs> no, and it's like five or six deviants transforming mm -hmm. and. It's really long, and uh, Weta took, took care of that sequence inside the cave, and Ilem did everything outside on the lake. Um, that sequence was kind of in and out as well. We, we just mm -hmm. didn't know where to place it in the movie. There mm -hmm. were, it, it moved in a, a few different places. There was yeah. very big storytelling elements uh, attached to it that we needed to f do right. Mm -hmm. yep. Some CG badlands. Mm-hmm. We took out a lot of trees too. Oh yeah, this, there was a lot <laughs> oh, more yes. trees in that location. It's England. The directors who, who yeah. becomes very OCD. Uh. <laughs> well, you knew you knew the Badlands so well. We didn't. Oh, it's so OCD. I was yeah. like, why is it? There's one more tree there. Take it out. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that was very fun. The first time I saw that sequence, remember, there was some the sound of horses kind of. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, and, and, I was like, first, is he yeah. killing horses? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then we, you know, our editor Craig and Dylan, uh, we were like, you know, I don't think you can come back from killing horses. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. we admitted that, yes. Oh yes. man. Oh, and um, you know, the, the DI process of this film has been such an uh, informative uh, experience for me and also the reason why I really wanted to do this this director's commentary with you guys because you were with me since day one I saw now right to now yeah uh, yep. we're gonna about to go finish home video DI today mm -hmm. and call it a wrap yeah. the my visual effects supervisors are there with me every single day every onset offset yeah. beginning and post prep um development so the you know the di process so much is about having having you guys there like how do we uh enhance what what i captured but then with your visual effects not be affected by it and then also making mm -hmm. sure they could even look better and that there's just so much a uh, nuance to the di and and jill our our colorist did an incredible job but it's a long long di session <laughs> like i don't yeah. know like weeks and weeks and weeks I, I, weeks few, yeah. yeah a few months well you're very subtle in i mean you're very subtle in your approach to color and contrast and exposure mm -hmm. and you you've really modeled every shot like you have mm -hmm. been on every single shot modeling the light and the, the color and the saturation everything so yeah. it, it's been you know it's been very it's it's been a journey uh, that we've done together and and uh, martin has actually been very instrumental in that too um being spending all the time with you that i couldn't spend with you <laughs> it's, but, it's uh, been very um, interesting i have to say that the yeah. the subtle tones and the gradients in this movie made it very um, you had to be very gentle when pushing things around mm -hmm. to kind of preserve all that it's easy to just stomp on top of it and and yeah jill has been great working with her on that yeah and Chloe, you have a very good eye for color, more so than most directors. Yes. <laughs> very, oh, thank uh, you. I'm super, very sharp. <laughs> I'm super grateful for, I think, for Marvel. They basically just left me to do this. Like, Victoria will come and help me check out some of the visual effects shots, make sure they, they're staying intact. Um, but, you know, I just left this mostly with either Steph or Morton with our colorist and just trying to figure out how we can find that middle ground. You know, it needs to be mm -hmm. exciting, it needs to uh, uh, be vibrant, but it also has to be soft. Mm -hmm. And and all the yeah. powers and action and visual effects has to sit together. Uh, oh, this painting. <laughs> what was the name of it? It's the, mon the Monk and the Sea. This painting really meant a lot to me because it's one of the first paintings created to uh, capture humanity's insignificance against nature, like in front of nature, and how small we are. Uh, uh, how how much we should bow down to nature. So the uh, it's, it's very similar to the Eternals on the on that cliff. Um, I remember when the Domo when we finished filming inside the Domo, and we had to pull yeah. it apart, and I cried. Well, you were sad. That was a big impressive set. Yes. It's very immersive. Yeah. The sound was so special in it too, because of that dome shape. Yeah. You could talk on one side and whisper, and then someone could hear you on the other side. It was really special. I remember Salma had such a physical reaction to the space. She was like, oh my God, I'm, I feel like I'm underwater. 
I feel like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, you know how when you go diving into an underwater structure and going through the space and, and yeah, because yeah. Eve did the incredible job. You always told us it, it's a place of worship in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's God that, you know, sometimes you get into a church and there's that echo to it. Mm -hmm. and that's that, that special sound. And it, it definitely had that. And another thing that Ben and I talked about was um, we wanted the film to look and feel timeless. Meaning like there's going to be a lot of moments that are just talking, right? Like especially this, this sequence when they get to the Domo, a lot of talking. Um, and we wanted to feel like they're against this textured dark background that could fall off. Like some classic paintings, right? Like you, you have people mm -hmm. with, with light on them, but then they're against this background. So if the spaceship looked anything too bright, it's going to be quite difficult. And we also have a cast for very different shades of skin tone as well. And then so having this textured background really helped to pull them together. And you forget that it's a spaceship, really, because there's no mm. real controls. It just becomes these rooms that they, they all the action takes place in, which is neat. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because earlier on when we were designing the Domo that we're very proud of, the, the, you know, we thought about, no, let's not use human technology as a measure. Let's not think about what's the most advanced human technology should look like. And again, a big tribute, you know, a thank to 2001 um, and, and the idea of the monolith and the idea, and again, I was reading 3001, uh, the, the final odyssey, that the greatest uh, creation of technology will look like nature. It will go mm -hmm. back to something completely seamless. And, and that's what those monoliths are supposed to represent. So we thought instead of having wires and, and computers, and no, let's do the opposite of that. Yeah, it's very primal in a way. It's just going back to the, the, the origin. Which is also how Arsham, the design, you know, Ryan Miner, you know, worked on the Arsham's design with you guys as well is that mm -hmm. there's no need to show the computer in him, the technology in him. That Actually, in, in 3001, I, when I read it, it says that most likely this technologically advanced alien or whatever it is would take the shape of some kind of mineral in space. I was mm -hmm. like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> We're not crazy. It's like that, that, that asteroid that flew by our, you know, the solar system a few years ago and mm. no one knew what it was and it was wow. traveling in, in a weird way and yeah. we still don't know what it is, you know. It's, it's the still Domo. very <laughs> exciting. It is the Domo. It's a, it's a baby celestial. And also, you know, we wanted to make sure it was very important. Every department knew about this and, and, and I think that seeped into the way they design things is that we don't want simple um, morals in this film. We want moral ambiguity, meaning like when, when in the end you, you kill a celestial, we don't want a big cheer. You know, we want people to feel slightly uncomfortable. And then when you kill a deviant, you know, we don't want to just be like, yeah, kill them all. You know, they're bad. We want so so the deviants were very. They remind you of your your pups. You know, they, sometimes they they, and then they <laughs> look beautiful. And then and then the celestials are elemental. You look at Tiamat in Earth. It feels like he belongs there. You know, it feels like he's a yeah. part of it. We probably are not. You know, like so it's for us to say we have the right to live in front of, on top of any other life form that we should be, have the right to exist in the universe before anything else. That's a big statement. And 
like Caron said, we have to do better. And, and if, we, right. if we want that right to live. So the design of Celestials cannot just be some more like transformer like robot or something that's completely uh, technological. It should feel like part of nature that we're destroying. Yeah. It's clearly not man-made. It's part of the universe. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's not designed. It's just, uh, it is something that exists. Yeah. The question is, if we were to de destroy something that's a part of a universe, for us to live. Mm -hmm. We better be worthy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or our film is coming back. Dilemma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our plan is to put Tiamat to sleep. Yeah, um, to our actors did an incredible job in this. Like we used to, uh, this, this reel, this part of the film is reel seven. We have nine reels. In the edit, we break it down. And then reel seven, we always joke it's a Shakespeare reel. <laughs> it's a reel where everyone <laughs> sat around and gave their performances. Yeah. And, you know, I think our editors and our actors did an incredible job um, really, you know, making sure that the stakes are, are there and then the, the complicated emotions. Um, There's no time for that. Setting it up for the final act. We always wanted the final battle to be difficult for the audience to 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 root side you know so mm -hmm. so i yeah. think this uh these scenes are very important um for them to set, set up what they stand for and their relationship yeah. with each other that has to be pulled apart in the end you what I like is that they all have a good reason to do what they do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, and they all have their own point of view on what the situation is. And, you know, some of them will work together, some of them will split apart, but it, it, that sets all that drama that we see, you know, unraveling towards the end of the film of mm -hmm. what the stakes are and who do you stand for? You know, it's, it, it's, it's important because it motivates everything they're gonna do later. I was also very moved, something I think Nate uh, felt strongly as well about the idea of Kingo's character not fighting in the end. Mm -hmm. Because he has a, a strong belief that the Celestials are right. He's with Icarus. But the difference between him and Icarus is that he will not hurt people for his beliefs. And that, I think, believe it or not, is a lot of us when in, in this situation. Mm -hmm. Like I have, on, on a different day, I don't know whether I'm willing to live so billions more can't, can out. you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I end up sitting this one out as well. So we wanted to make sure there's <laughs> 10 characters, you know, we say, let's try to find some different point of views. It's not just everyone pick a side and fight in the end. Yeah. It's definitely not black and white in here. No. It's like, it's very subtle as everybody dealing with the, the situation and the complexity of it all. And hopefully it comes through that each of them, how they deal with it, says certain aspect of well, who we are as human beings. It's all mm -hmm. the duality that's within each of us. And, and they're, all, they're all dealing with it differently and doing different things, but they're all kind of following their own heart, what they believe in. Mm -hmm. Dancing mushroom time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a happy mushroom moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I thought this is uh, Brian. Really, you know, I I heavily rely on my actors to to bring a sense of who they are and ideas they have because, as you can probably tell, like I'm stretched really thin here, and they uh, they <laughs> each of them had brought really something really unique. Like Brian showed up, started to say. So what does what do you want me to do with my powers? So what, what ideas do you have? He said, Well, see, the, I have this idea of this 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 gestures I can do, and he started doing it. I was like, Yeah, mm -hmm. that, you know, and that that allowed you guys to play. He made that up. Yeah, absolutely. Himself. He yeah. made that up completely, mm -hmm. and it was it was uh, an, a nice, interesting puzzle that he gave to us yeah. to, to play with. <laughs> uh, but I, that worked very nicely at the end. Yeah. And here we are back on. The and, Canary uh, Island. island. Yeah. yeah, the Canary Island, but a different island. We're in Lanzarote. Lanzarote. Um, oh, I have to say, Lanzarote was a special place because very few things are alive because it's such a volcanic island, and so you can actually take a nap on the on the ground. There were no, there's no bugs. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you have another picture of me sleeping in a sandpit somewhere. <laughs> The the um, um, magnetic field on that island is so strong that it so suddenly pulled our um, crane head, you know, the camera head on the crane. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly starts spinning and then just broke off yeah. because of the magnetic field. It field. broke completely. <laughs> it fell on the floor and it was so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's really it's a special place. That's Fuerte Ventura here. That's Fuerte Ventura. And this sequence yeah. is a big mixture of. Um, Everything we talked about, about shooting on location and the, the, the tide, the, the light and the clouds and the wind, everything that's unpredictable. This long 20-some minute sequence that were shot with different units and different time, you know, and then you guys had to sort of bring it all together. Uh, the yeah. editors brought it together, but then you guys had to visually keep it coherent. That's a, probably one of the biggest challenges we have on the film. That was really challenging and, you know, there was, well, where do we keep the sky the way it mm -hmm. is? Where you, you know you're very sensitive to <laughs> exposure in the sky yeah. and all that stuff. No, no but it's yeah. true, and, it, and you you really pushed us, mm -hmm. you know, to our limits in terms of because we tend to, you know, sometimes we tend to just go it's one sky is going to work for everything, and mm -hmm. then and then it starts to become more artificial in a way. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you wanted to really ground us into what the plates were, so we we mm -hmm. paid extra attention to that. What I did um, most of the work here. Mm. on uh, on that final battle and they 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 really you know we had to reconnect our brains to to go back to reality more often than we we usually do <laughs> yeah and and more um, has this thing he said you always say show me the plate yeah i think that's the teacher yes show me the plate yes let's look at the plate yeah it's just it's just the right thing to do <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes there's no plate so we have to you know, look around it was Look challenging. around at the shots and yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we live and learn. Like I, there were some teary moments of VFS review. Like, what do you mean? There's no plate. <laughs> Staff would be very gently. He'd say, because you said we have to move on. <laughs> yeah. And it's always, it was, no, it's, it's always the one that we need. Yeah. It, it, it really is, right? You always. The day you want something, it's yeah. the day you don't have it. <laughs> but you know, they, they I mean, Weta, they really worked a lot on that. Yeah. And they, they, they've rebuilt, and you know, the entire beach has a digital asset, the ocean, all yeah. that stuff. Because we had a lot of shots that came up a little bit later that we thought about that were, you know, mm -hmm. helping the action. And, yeah. and then we, you know, 
kind of making things work together a little bit better. It always happens on all, on these shows. These, these shows are so complicated. Yeah. Like, and, there, and there were a lot of things so we couldn't complex. do. Just getting machines yeah. onto that beach to yeah. move the camera yes. or lift someone. Yeah. We had a beach where we went around a corner and then the tide started coming in and we had to everyone get off the beach before the whole beach disappeared underwater and yes. yeah. it was definitely challenging. We had these these boards that we were working on and then there was a high tide and they all went into the ocean and they came back three days later. I mean <laughs> At some point I remember the cave we were shooting the scene in Crowfy and the, it, it was just coming in the tide about to wash Yes. Like literally block off the way to get out of the cave and go in the cave. I remember the security guard looking at us like, "Are you guys going in there?" Or we all look at Angie's like, "Yep, we're doing it." <laughs> we all just went. And Steph, you're like, "Oh my, we're gonna." Yeah. Uh, that was again in those moments, and also as the sun setting, he brings the cast and crew together. These are some of my favorite moments filming this movie. There's a camaraderie, and then it shows up mm -hmm. on screen. It really does. Um, in yeah. this sequence, I, I, another thing that I, um, I realized that there's a stigma attached to it is additional photography. You know, for me, additional photography, if you can't afford to do it, it's a blessing. You know, it's a, it's a tool to use. You know, it's not something that's like, oh, because I didn't get it right the first time. The more you want to challenge yourself on your first way out, you know, like the first, first time around, the more you, likely you're going to have mistakes, things that you didn't get. Um, and so mm -hmm. be able to catch these moments, also like CG some of the moments to be able to, you know, connect the fights was crucial to get yeah. this done. And it's so complicated. I mean, you can't get everything right from the get-go and that you need to sometimes go back to the editing room and figure out what, what's working and what's not mm -hmm. and then just make a plan on how to get the elements that you need to to finish it, you know, it's it's part of our process. It's just the way it is, and I think it's a luxury, and it's it's mm -hmm. something that's really great because you know it makes our films better. If we were just stuck mm -hmm. with what we had, sometimes yeah. we'd be really well. You you <laughs> in will make trouble. you less likely to take risks because you got yes. you know. For me, I think for this because I was so wild once I got on location. Yes, there are some magical things happen, but there's also a lot of holes that left you guys, you know. So then when we go into mm -hmm. the edit, it has to figure this out. For me, post-vis was a very, very important tool uh, for, for us, you know, mm -hmm. to, to know that yeah. we have a post-vis team be able to just come up with shots that we, we, we need. Try things out. Try yeah. things out before yeah. we go into additional photography. It was brilliant. Yeah. And what helped us as well, they did a lot of, you know, a lot of they throw through a lot of ideas to us and we kind of we, yeah. it, it we all work together to try and figure yeah. out you know how to make things uh improve things and what we say plussing things plussing. at marvel that's a term we yeah. use all the time plussing, plussing. um yeah. and they and, would come back with new shots like brand new shots yes. and, and cool yeah. beats and ideas um, which was really nice really nice and yeah. added to it well do you remember like my thing Friends from White are here. <laughs> is <laughs> yes, they call me yes. Friends from White are here? That means that they're yes. coming with cool shots for me to look cool at. Shots. There are some really, I mean, there's a lot of screaming, uh, happy. Yes. Yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I would be like, oh my God. And then, and then Steph would be like, okay, now she wants that entire shot. Because it's like really long, complicated, yes. time consuming. I was like, I want it all. And then we look at yes. Victoria, Victoria's like, Fine, she can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I, but, yeah. uh, but I have to but say, it was I, good. yeah, I have to say, I had I learned lesson as well that these things ain't free. You know, like I, I, I have definitely. Sometimes I don't think I don't know how how much they cost and how long it takes. Mm -hmm. So I will be like, just change the animation, change the whole thing. And you can't do that, you know. So, so that again, I learned how to set limitation for myself in the real world after having made a few films, and I am yes. learning how to set limitations for myself in the CG world, not not to have less good product, but that's so that we can really make what's within the sandbox as good as possible. Mm -hmm. Correct. You know? Yeah. That yeah, was a tough absolutely. lesson to learn. <laughs> it's a it's a process. I mean, yeah, it is. But we didn't give you too many limitations, though. <laughs> no, no, the no. That's that's. But I feel um, bad about it because I actually feel like if I had saved time, if I had really like think a little carefully, went deeper instead of wider, you know, there mm -hmm. are certain things that could even be better, or like the, the certain things that doesn't have to go back over and over and waste people's time yeah. and money, you know. Um, yeah, but it's it's again it's part of the process, and there's so much so many things you have to think about. Like you know, you're when we're shooting, you're dealing with the actors and the schedule and the light and the, you know. So it, I mean, that's also why we're here, just to try and help you and guide you. Uh, but it, this is this is a super complicated movie, and uh, I think you know it. The process is what it is, yeah. and uh, it turned out pretty good. Like uh, like those shots, you know, we were <laughs> we were on location. Right, and it was magic hour, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then we have to, we have to add all these lava and volcanoes, and then you have to have the atmos to justify the lava, and then yeah. that has to also make sure the depth of the shot is still there from how we initially shot yeah. it. You know, there's a lot of discussion. Yes. It wasn't just like here's a visual effect shot done. Every shot no. went back and forth multiple, multiple times to try to find that. Yeah, ground. because we just needed to find the right balance between everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's it, a long process. <laughs> this cave scene is, yeah, you guys definitely did wonders here because there's nothing. There's just, you know, there was just we were on the stage in the cave, and we did. Mm -hmm. The actors did their moves, which was great, but. A lot of discussion about how lighting and lava and crawl, how yeah. is that going to come together? It's not easy. The density of the steam and, mm -hmm. you know, even all the, the acting beats between um, Angie mm -hmm. and, and Crow and how these two kind of interact together was uh, took a bit of time to get right. Yeah. Bill Skargard Bill. was our Crow. I don't think anyone knows this moment is him. He's awesome. Yeah. He really just showed up and embraced it. Yeah. And he had a great chemistry with Angie, which makes sense for Crow and Thena. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it worked very well between the two of them. Like that, that, that was really good. He was on set with us. This this moment, you know, I definitely um, credit Angie quite a bit for pushing for a uh, non-conventional heroic moment. You know, I think she really didn't want to just like slice him to pieces in the traditional way and that and we also knew um that crow what he's saying is is, is basically this moral dilemma we, we're talking about you know the, the this, yeah. and and so to have this moment between these two um added a lot to the story i thought it's one of the best sentences of the film. I think we're all tools of a god. Yeah, I really kill. love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I loved yeah. how you guys uh, had this energy going away, that this is Gilgamesh's energy, you know? Um, yes. This kind of subtle thing you can use uh, visual effects to tell stories. And we're at the emerges. Here we go. <laughs> These are heavy visual effect shots, very complicated. Please talk when about I did all of that stuff. <laughs> oh, well, they're all, I mean, they're pretty much all digital and they took months and months and months to... Well, we, we actually went pretty fast in terms of designing the camera moves and whatever the action was supposed to be in those. But once you approve the layout and all the animation it took, a lot of time to get these simulations to look right. And the scale, I mean, that was the bigger thing about the, the final uh, sequence, is keeping the scale there always huge. It's, yeah. it's a planetary event. Um, so that's something you really wanted to have. I mean, like, this kind of shot, that's one of the first ones we saw fully rendered. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, that was going to look good. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Well, we just, might be, yeah, yeah you, you can't we tell. might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I find it's like the process uh, has been so great in the sense, like, all I needed to do is stick some stick figure drawings of the, like, the overall idea I have, and then some images, some pictures. And then I, mm -hmm. I just texted to you, and then, and then a couple of weeks later, <laughs> magical things <laughs> comes back to me. <laughs> sometimes a bit longer than two weeks. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> yes. Uh, in two weeks, I'll be like, uh, hello, do you have Where anything you want to say to me? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's really, there were some moments where I, like, first time seeing these shots in the visual effects review, couldn't quite believe how, I mean, there are shots that are hard, like this one, for example. Yeah. One thing I've learned is like shooting stuff inside the studio and then try to match to put the actors in the outside. That's Outdoor. tough. Yeah. It's rough, yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of reasons why we went into a studio at that yeah. point. Because, yeah, Because, you know, there's a, yeah. stuff we couldn't shoot on the island anyways. Yeah. Uh, we had a limited amount of time there that we couldn't use. Uh, cranes to do stunts on in Lanzarote, in Lanzarote because we were on top of a volcanic floor that could crumble <laughs> at any time. Uh, so yeah. there was lots of complications, uh, yeah. but you know, it turned out pretty good. I think so. You know, you you um... yeah. uh, again establishing the scale of of Tiamat coming oh, out, and how, yeah. you were adamant about it needs to look gold, gold like gold, golden <laughs> nugget. Like gold, 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 gold. But it's gold. tough and to do like, scale sure? with the gold, right? It is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the marble, you know, is it marble? Yeah. Is it snow? It's, 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 <laughs> lime, it's limestone yes. now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, we, we are in this situation where we have two people who is standing on top of a celestial palm coming out of the ocean, high in the atmosphere, right? So when it turns, whether it's gold, or whether it's on stone, we don't know what that's going to look like. There's no reference. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. we're really shooting our arrows in the dark here. So we, uh, we, yes. we did the best we can. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's most important was the emotions of these actors. And that was more important yes. for us. So, so to give them enough opportunity to do takes on a, on a, on a, in a, on a stage as opposed to yes. rushing them outside. Yeah. Um, th that's more important yeah. to us in that moment. Yeah. The love montage. The love montage. Beautiful music. Oh I my love God. that music. So Ramin, like, I should talk about Ramin for a second, you know, like he really 
you know, went out of his way. Like, he's so passionate about this. And, and this, this choir, you know, and during the pandemic, it was tough to record choir because mm-hmm. people had to stay, stay away from each other. So you don't have, you know, and so he just re-recorded it in the last minute. He's like, we gotta get it, right? And it's this, this theme we used to, it's a theme of love, right? That, that repeats throughout the film. We call it uh, Across the Oceans of Time. And uh, uh, he was inspired by uh, the oldest love song ever written, the Sumerian love song. And then, and then he sort of made up the, the tone and the voice. And to, to, to play this at the climax of the action sequence of killing a god mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, that complicated feeling of death and birth and love and, and kill. And it just, I think his music is brilliant here. And, and whatever you did here is insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all works together. And yeah. again, you know, keeping the sense of scale and ending up at, you know, these shots really high up in the sky and almost on the edge of the atmosphere. And you see, mm-hmm. you know, Tiamat finally getting transformed into marble by, by a super-powered Cersei. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep all of that, you know, as natural as possible, but crazy. <laughs> you know, like, next two shots are probably two of my favorite shots in the film. These, these, yeah. Look this at the one eye. started really bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, remember the first version? I was like, oh my god, the, uh, the, <laughs> this is the, never gonna fly. The seagull. So <laughs> I, I showed this film uh, in IMAX to someone uh, two days ago, and who's seen the film before, and uh, and he he said, oh my god, I cry when I heard the sound of the seagull. It's like oh. life is back again, you know. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. um, I think um, those details. Those CG seagulls were a yeah. hit. Were a hit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Always use a seagull when, when in doubt. <laughs> Put a seagull somewhere. That's right. And a bird. That's what, isn't it happening in Thor as Birds. well? Oh, it happens yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Put a bird in a big white shot that yeah, will sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the, se- the seagull story in, Bor- in, in Thor that you keep telling me about? It was uh, you had to make Did the I? bird. Yeah, so the bird has to do something. I forgot, what was it? Oh, that was not a seagull, it was um, um, a swan. A swan, <laughs> we yeah. Had to, the Mjolnir was falling next to the swan and we had to react and we couldn't get the swan to react. We spent a day on, you know, just on the edge of that little lake and the, the swan was the most terrible actor you could ever work with. Should have CG'd and, that swan. <laughs> yeah, I think they might have ended up CGing it in the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so this is also uh, a scene, you know, we just, we, we had no idea what that situation is going to look like. We knew it was going to be very bright. Uh, yeah. Oh man, this, this is, uh, this is a really difficult scene for me to not shoot, but to even in the visual effects review, I cry every time when, when, when that last shot of, of Icarus flying to the sun, you know. It's a beautiful, beautiful ending for this character, but boy, it's tough because you made it so realistic. Mm. You know, the way that this shot and this shot, it feels, uh, yeah, breaks my heart. It's Icarus going to the sun. I know. Boy, too, close, close to the sun. too close to the sun. So, there you go. I want to say that this was one of the moments, this day was one of the moments what made me want to make movies, is that we have this big scene happening, and we've decided 
you know what? We're gonna we're gonna shoot at magic hour on a beach. As you know, on a beach, magic hour is short. Because you're on the horizon, it's going down, it's going down. And that just happened to be a day, and all the actors like this, they're like, running, having a hairbrush thrown to them, they quickly brush their hair and throw it back, you know, like it's just everyone was on the same page. And that happened to be one of the craziest colored sunset I've never ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was something happened, because on the beach you, you can never predict how a sunset is gonna look like until the last second. And the way the mist and the reflection into the clouds and Everyone was taking pictures with their phone. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look... And then when I was doing, like, the eye, I keep saying to Joe and, and, and you guys, I was like, this doesn't look real. <laughs> 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 it looks too fantastic. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but it was real. <laughs> it was real. It was totally real. Yeah, it was one of our of our uh, craziest moments. <laughs> yeah, look at that <laughs> like, in oh the back. Oh, my God, we got... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got all that to do in in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And I remember our AD, we got excitement. Chloe, are we, we're not shooting, right? Like, no, good. I, I agree. And you know, he was so supportive, but I can tell he's like, there's 35 minutes left. Uh, um, but again, props to the cast. Everyone got one take, you know, everyone literally had one yeah. take. Um, and then, and then I, when, when it was over, I just felt, that sunset was given to us by something so much bigger because we ventured out like human beings do into the wilderness to for on the search on a quest because we remained vulnerable and open and we took the risk something was we were beaten a lot you know (laughs) along the way But this yeah. was given to us, you know, so... That's the gift. That's the gift, and I'm not a re- religious person, so where do I get my high, you know, here, like that moment? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the light on me. That, that's yeah. a real sunset on touch, you know? Yeah, nothing's changed there except for a, a celestial that's just the popping finger. out of the, yeah. <laughs> the crust. <laughs> and, yeah. But it's, it, it is the real photography there, for sure. That's where the running was useful there because we could yes. really go really fast. Really fast, setups. yeah. And and yeah. Josh, you know, who operated for me on my previous films, knows in those moments. Also, like thinking as an editor as well, he knows that when I go into the edit room with the editors, he's gonna give me that extra stuff, that movement that mm-hmm. we can we can use. Are you okay? And then we're back in the real world. Oh, so in IMAX, by the way, that entire beach fight sequence with the emergence in IMAX is a whole different experience. The the scale feels so much bigger. What's your superpower? Steph, this was your moment. Remember, you did this. I know, I did that. (laughs) I did, I did the, I did, the the props guys were trying and it didn't work, and I went, let me try it, and I, one take, Steph. Yeah. Like, cut. That's it. You walked off. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the details, when the, when the, when the uh, knife, and then this, uh, the the moon sphere got out of the orange, there's like a little orange juice coming down. (laughs) Yeah, there is a bit of juice coming out of it. Oh yeah, That's I also have intended. a I also have a cameo like a Cersei's hand in the World Forge, and then when touching it's the replica, and then Morton was the one that directed me. <laughs> that was a bit backwards, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was very tough as a director. <laughs>
It, it has been a really, you know, this uh, watching and talking about it with you guys since you've been there since the beginning to the end. There are just so many people has contributed to like every frame I see, you know, tens of you know, hundreds of people like making these things happen. It's uh, for someone to come from a small film and, and go into the real world and to capture whatever's free, to, <laughs> you know, and, and then to look at that house in the back, how many people take to design it and build it and paint it. Um, and, you know, to see a, a shot of the costume they're wearing and then to see a shot of the Domo flying away right after this and, and, how, and how, how many people it takes for that. You guys are used to it. For me, uh, not so much. It's still incredible to, to feel I have the privilege to be able to, to, to do that. Yes, yeah, certainly as a group effort, <laughs> yeah. these films. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why you have to stay for the first post-credit and the second one, so you can <laughs> listen to Rami's yes. beautiful music, but also look at who had made this film happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I always yeah. sit through the credits. It's always incredible to see the yes. amount of people that worked on film like this. I remember on uh, one film I made, uh, it was my last day, and we, were, we had finished, we had, we had done, and the, the director told me, you know, Steph, it's, movie making is a social art. Mm. It's all, all a, a lot of people with their different talents and their art coming together and yeah. pushing that story through, you know. And yeah. and it's, it couldn't be more true of all these films that we're making that have so many talents involved uh, in so many different fields. I do hope that our industry gets to just pay more attention to to craft people, you know, like filmmaking. I think there's a lot of focus on sometimes even just on the director as opposed to like really spending more time um, celebrating craft, people behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Hamster Heath. That was fun. Um, yes. It was nice. We had a break. We're a bit more refreshed coming back. Um, and uh, it was a, I was nervous, you know, because you, you, you are there, you look at the space, you yeah. go, how dramatic can this space be? I had to look at <laughs> you and be like, Steph, this <laughs> Arishram come to earth, this, this, this better look, you're like, yeah, you, you look, you look, to work. don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a park, it's a park, it is a park. It's a park. On a sunny day at a park, okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> and you're right. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah, we were lucky though with the light because the you know where we shot these ones, we had nice light and everything, and then suddenly the clouds came up and it it kind of played as the shadow of Irish. Well, we we shot the uh, cloud stuff first. Remember, like yes, when it was yes. because the sun usually comes out later. In A little bit later. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we we. We kind of navigate it around, around the light, as you always do when you're in a, yeah. in a location. We work really closely with Simon, the AD, um, because when you want to shoot this way, you have to schedule your day based on yeah. uh, the weather. Uh, this, th this was not, th I think this, we got this pretty quick, right? Like this was pretty seamless. Yeah. yeah. There was lots of discussion about the, the stuff that's grabbing her from the oh, ground yeah. and yeah. taking her away and um, 
we wanted to kind of echo something that we have seen earlier in the World Forge, mm -hmm. holding the the, the yeah. replicant down too. Yeah, you can't really see the details of Arsham, a finger in this. We uh, we had um, in our uh, final sound mix. It was uh, uh, you haven't seen this version, Steph. Like you know no. the the film when Arsham's leaving, there used to be like a really loud music for a while because it would change the cut so many times. And then in our final mix, we all just kind of went, wait, the silence of the space is so powerful. Yes. So. And then we just silence here. So we made that decision That's cool. in the 12th yeah, I hour. I heard it. <laughs> I know, I, I love that. Yeah, and therefore it. it's, it's like, gonna be natural sound here as well. Yes, it's like the black hole has, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. taking the sound out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had not heard that. And but that was you so last because that's stuff. one of the last shots, right? That's one of the last yes. shots you delivered to yeah. us, and then it's also one of the last big music decision and, and, and sound editing decision. So keep plusing until the last moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool beat. I saw it the first time when we were coloring. Yeah. Very you, late. Your I reaction just... was like yes. <laughs> I was very excited <laughs> about it. Um, do we talk about the MOE? Oh yeah. 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 So this this is so proud of this. Like this was method, right? Method New York. It. Yes, yeah. in New York. Yeah. So one of the uh, uh, there was a book that, that I think um, um, we had Kevin I think Kevin that gave it to us. It was the uh, uh, world the history of the world in a thousand objects or something. And then he was like, can you incorporate more in the movie? And you know we don't in the film not so much. So so there was an opportunity for us. The film doesn't. I think more than you said the film doesn't end here. It ends no. at the end of the MOE. Mm -hmm. You know. So mm -hmm. you, you get to see how these characters influenced um influence humanity humanity yeah mm -hmm. I, I love all these little snippets of like oh my god they were here all along exactly <laughs> yeah yeah they were here and they have influenced so many civilizations and cultures and i thought that was really cool yeah they did a great job with those oh, shots yeah. beautiful it was a lot of work. work a lot of work yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> And I think even yeah. they influenced the look of the movie, remember? They did, uh, mm -hmm. they showed us the domo texture, and that kind of made us yeah. tweak our domo yeah, a little that, bit. Yep, yep. Definitely. It's the idea of like, never really, I guess the word plus thing that I've learned, it does, you know, you have to know when to stop, but until you drag <laughs> me out of the room. We're <laughs> gonna keep going. It's not gonna. not gonna stop until we're. It's being taken away from us. <laughs> well, I think we wrapped today, right, Morton? Other than a little bit of IMAX uh, home video fix, we that's yeah. it, and and we premiere on Monday, so it is down down yeah. to the wire. <laughs> yeah. And we finished visual effects uh, last oh, week. God. Yeah. You know, the yeah. last few shots. Finished DI today. Yeah. Um, so. That feels good, though. Mm-hmm. I think so. I like this. It's like film school. This thesis film is always handed in like the last minute. <laughs> the last minute. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of last minute, like Pip the Troll, I mean, that's that that yes. was a big undertaking for you guys as well. To our, um, it was. Post it was. Post we were, I mean, we're, we're going to get to that, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. A, a nice little challenge at the last minute. I I I said I sent uh, Steph the script for this new post credit scene, and he looked at it. He go, "Pip the troll, huh? <laughs> 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 what what mouse is this? When is the film coming out?" 
Um, I think yeah. the the I back in the Canaries is when I first pitched the idea of Pip the Troll and Eros to oh, Nate and uh, uh, and um, Kevin. So then they just eventually evolved into this, and I think uh, it's quite exciting. Yes, I mean I remember you talking about it mm -hmm. really quickly, but we had no idea where <laughs> where that would go. And then it, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, can you talk about how you uh, designed this portal? Oh, the portal? Yeah. Oh, it was just like, that was another portal. And we were like, I'm not going to do a circular portal. I'm, I'm fed up of, because I had worked on Doctor Strange mm -hmm. and I've done many portals in my life as a visual effects supervisor. And was like, let's not do something we've done before. And so we, we looked around and I, I thought about things and I, I wanted something colorful using kind of mirrors and not mirror dimension style, but, you know, playing around with uh, the idea that he was coming out from that a, a bit disco place. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I, it, it, it was, it, I thought it was appropriate for Eros. Yes. Um, who's our big cameo guy mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And Star Fox. Yeah, I mean, it's that guy. Aristide. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, the is, you know, it's God of love, so everything about this wants yes. to feel much more colorful and fun. Yes, yeah. fun, exactly. And Patton is doing... Patton! Yeah. It's doing uh, uh, Pip. Well, what you did in Guardians, I remember, like, was so great, is that you always see the head of Racket, you know, like, in the shot. Mm -hmm. You always see his ears and stuff. And yes. so this, you know, the way we were... We were... Yeah, we're, we're, when we looked at those, you know, whenever you have two characters that have a size difference like that, I think mm -hmm. it's cool to keep a little bit of a snippet of the other character that's smaller. Yeah. And it, it just makes it more natural, too, because you would shoot it this way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, speaking of Curtis... <laughs> um, oh man, you know, I can't wait. We're gonna premiere in London soon, so a lot of those folks are gonna be there. It'd be nice. I, I've heard rumors someone has seen it, <laughs> and then there's been going around, and, and, and people are quite excited. So it'd be oh, good. good for the cool. Oh, there's Martin! Hey! Here comes Martin! Yeah. Um, we. Jill. Jill, yes. It's, um,. Uh, Eunice! <laughs> it's so cr I, I, I can't, sometimes it gives me anxiety when I look at, look at this list. Like, oh my god, so many people worked on this film. And I hope I piss <laughs> this off. <laughs> I think about this all the time, you know, it's just... Yeah. So many people um, poured so much of their... Like, that's our VFX department here. I mean... I, I I love staying for credits and yeah. looking mm -hmm. at all the names and and thinking about how much of their mm -hmm. craft and heart they've put into making this movie. Um, and, I mean, everybody was pretty great on mm -hmm. the show, and yeah. they went through a lot. I mean, we've been yeah. it's been it's been really difficult going on location in these yeah. very remote locations, and sometimes just having to carry all the stuff there and working in the yeah. wind and the mud and the rain and <laughs> it's not so they easy. all they all yeah. did a lot you know it's, it's and, not easy and but in the end it, it shows. shows up on screen i mean yeah, you can tell it, it looks so great yeah i think making films are it's not easy you know there's a there's a there seems to be a like, myth of like it's fun and it's uh it is but you're going sailing into uncharted waters 
with a group of people, mm. a lot of them you don't even know. You know, and then, and then yeah. you have a goal, you're looking for the dead man's chest, whatever you're looking for, you know. Uh, you're <laughs> looking for something, and, and, that, and that quest, you know, if you don't get there, then it's all for nothing, right? So, so there's, yeah. I think I've, I've, I've learned a big, big time on this show that I think on my previous films that, that didn't, wasn't a, as big of a deal is that I have to really figure out um, the balance, you know, how far do we push and how far do we, do we have to compromise? And because it's not just five people that's moving with me, it's 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, pretty incredible. I would say 90% of the time when we're on location, this is credit to Ben Davis and um, and uh, Simon Warnock and Kevin Delanoa and Nate and, and, you know, everyone, is that they knew how I wanted to make the film, how the camera is going to move. We can't have people standing around. And majority yeah. of the people on set are either the AD's folks and the DP's folks. So they really set a culture with, with their department to always be offset, not bring the big machines in unless absolutely necessary. Um, so many times I've, I find myself shooting just with a small group of people. Mm -hmm. You know, one of you yeah, guys... Yeah, I think you made it, yeah, you made it very clear from the beginning that that's, that was the way you wanted to approach it. And I think everybody even though they come from, you know, the culture of doing these big films, uh, but some of them not, like Ben has been doing a lot mm. of uh, smaller indie films and he totally got it, you know, and and we all wanted to make sure that you felt as, you know, as comfortable as possible mm -hmm. with whoever was around you and so yeah. that you could do your thing, you know. Uh, sometimes it's, yeah. And Simon was ADing, he, you know, he had experience ADing for, for, for Terry Malik as well. I yeah. think that was helpful. I know Lord of yes. Rings, which, which was very location. <laughs> yes. <laughs> location driven. Yeah. Yeah, and I had done other films with him where we were on location. Oh, yeah, what film did you guys do pretty far away. I did Alexander. He was in Alexander. I love Alexander. Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time on the set because I was mostly back in Paris at the time, but uh, I did go there and some of our team was there and it was huge location work yeah, you know, in Morocco yeah. and Thailand and all that stuff. So it's complicated, you know. Simon and I talked a lot about Alexander. I have a very mm -hmm, special... I'm sure. I don't, I'm not sure this is the place to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really, I mean, again, Nate, Nate Moore, you know, I don't talk about him enough. He, he was there every day, you know, from the, in the morning, first moment in the morning, last one at night, and really held my hands through it as well. Um, and yeah. he's come from an indie film background as well, so I think he's very excited about locations, and, and also Marvel, um, Kevin, Lou, Victoria, everyone, just in that pitch, when I, when I pitched it to them, we talked so much about how we can make what I was pitching, that how is everything. Yeah and they were on board since day one. You know, they're like, wind me up and, and let me go. And, 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 and gave me this incredible team and say, follow her. That's pretty crazy risk they took. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there, I've, it feels like they've always been behind you in terms of yeah. 
I mean, from my point of view and what mm -hmm. I've seen, I, I felt like they, they were totally behind you, you know, 100% throughout the journey, which... If, if I wanted to just go crazy and fly, they like me, and if I, like, suddenly lost my footing, they're there to catch me for sure. They would catch you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Many, many, many yeah. times. Um, and, uh, I mean, there are times I would text Victoria, I was like, you have to, I need you now, you know, and then, even though it feels like she's giving me space, freedom, and there are times I'm like, no, Mama, I need you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been incredible. And then we're here. <laughs> I've only belayed. Who would have thought? Uh, I definitely <laughs> geek out quite a bit, um, especially the voice that comes in the end. Um, I saw the. Uh, I the think Martin's. Yeah, Martin's <laughs> gonna spend a bit of time with that voice. I think. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's just a cool post-credit scene. Yeah. It's like simple, but yes. sets yeah. up so much. Sets up so much. And I love this um, this effect that he did on the on the sword as well. But do we use like a, was it magnet like sand magnet? It was magnetic, you know, mm -hmm. ferrite or something like that that I looked on. Uh, I, I remember we were talking about it, and I showed you that little YouTube video, and mm -hmm. I thought that was very special and unique, you know. Yeah. And our friends from Rise in Germany did it. I think it's cool. Sure, you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman. Yeah, the idea of a blood curse. I'll have to show that. Yes. Turn us Yay, Marvel Studios! Woo! Studios! <laughs> <laughs> we did it! Yes. Ah.